Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. This is Revisited number 37, Trapped in Paradise from 1994. Hello. Our original episode that we covered this was episode 25 of Cage Club Prime. So if you want to listen, oh, cool. if you want to, listen to our more insightful... Do we have a guest on that? I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Mike Manzi. With us today, while I look this up, let's see here. Trapped in Paradise, no guest. We had no, no guest, guest for like, oh, most of the Early most run. of the run. We had no guest because who knew what this would become? Uh, with us today, we teased it last time of the Whistle Thinking Podcast. Cara Gail O'Regan. Hello, Cara. Hey guys. We gave the opportunity between two Christmas movies. Tis the season, after all, it is December as we're recording this, and it was December as we're putting this out. Between a better slower drama, which we just watched, The Family Man, or a sort of a wackier comedy in Trapped in Paradise, and you went with this one. Uh, Still an hour and 50 minutes, which feels too long, Mm. but we will get into it. Mike, if you want to play it, we're watching the DVD. There is no menu. There are no subtitles. Uh, We're going to play in three, two, one, play. Go to cageclub.me slash games to download the bingo card, and just as a reminder... Uh, this episode is meant to be listened to while watching the movie. So, if you are hoping to have insightful, thoughtful analysis after the fact, uh, not this podcast. <laughs> not this time around, no. Probably not. What year did this come out? 94. Mm. A.K.A. two years before Clueless. I feel like the way that you're referring to Black Sheep as... Oh, no, one year before Clueless. Yes. Because you were saying Black Sheep was one year after Clueless. I feel like Clueless is now the before Common Era, before Clueless mm-hmm. Era, and then in the year of our share. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that, agree. Um, That's going to be them later in the movie. <laughs> it truly is. This is foreshadowing. Nicholas so Cage, is, top this build. is 1 BC. Oh, yeah, John Lovitz. That's why I picked this one. Yeah. Cage, top build. John Lovitz. So the drama of this movie, so or so we heard on IMDb, is that the director got so fed up that he like walked off set oh, and no. Cage directed part of this movie. Oh, wow. But we asked Marco Kiris when we had talked to him, and he didn't remember that happening, I don't think. But I think he also, it was something to the effect of, like, I don't doubt that that happened, but I don't remember that happening. <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. So, if he directed part of this, is this a Saturn Films production? No, unfortunately, this, this is prior to all that. Films. Yeah, this is. Uh, we're gonna get. Oh, like, the her! Oh. Yeah, Magic Amick. Is that how you pronounce that? Magic Amick, I think. Yeah. I don't know. She by is. By the way, I mean, by now it's been out, but you guys were recording this before it releases Monday, but. Crazy Twin Peaks connection in Christmas Vacation. Really? That's all I'm going to wow. say. Just well, tune in. It blew Twin my Peaks mind. connection and Clueless, I realized, oh. watching it. Hmm. We'll, we'll talk about that we'll in a little bit. Uh, but Imagine Amic, my uh, early 90s Shelly Johnson mega crush for mm-hmm. all time. Isn't it also Zondali? Or is Zondali... No, that's a different summer that's, than Twin Peaks. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, bad, there's zero way that Magidamic no. would ever be the level of movie that <laughs> Come on, Zondali was, at its time was like an important indie piece. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> it was Judd Reinhold's She plays Betty's project. mom on Riverdale. Oh, wow, that's like cool. Almost all of the parents on that show are like former teen heartthrobs themselves. Plus, that show is, from what I hear, sort of, Twisted in a Twin Peaks kind of way yeah. from its original Archie comic yeah. incarnations. I think, but people who go into it expecting Jughead's something. hot now. Yeah, he is. Uh, expecting something Twin Peaksy, oh, you're going to be a little disappointed. But, but also, if you're thing. expecting something traditionally Archie, you oh, will also you're be going to be really confused. Because <laughs> I remember watching those commercials during the Flash, being like, "What did they do to Archie?" Yeah, it's so good. So the CW, not to brag, but the CW is one of my boss's clients, and oh, a couple cool. of them are really high. Job? Like the no. president and a couple <laughs> other people in the company are really uh, 
good friends with my boss, and cool. they, one of them was at an event that we had last year, and I was like, hey, so Riverdale, like, this is after Riverdale, or maybe it was two years ago, whenever Riverdale first started, I was like, I, you know, I was, I was watching it, like, I don't know if it's really for me, I'm like, my parents <laughs> love it, though. He's like, they do. He's like, I really think you should give it another shot, and I was like, all right. I, I agree. We're missing some great cage. I mean, it happens. It happens. Oh, there, George Gallo may have been written, but not entirely so directed So Cage by. in this movie is my age. Wow. Yeah, he's younger than me in this movie. 30 years old. Like, in real life when yeah, he shot this? Yeah, while he's this? shooting this. Okay. And he looks... I'm, he looks 40 to me. I mean... He, he always looks 40. He already, he's just a <laughs> perpetual 40-year-old man. Even now, in his, like, mid... Almost mid-50s, oh. he still looks 40 to me. Twin Peaks connection. Check. <laughs> well, I understand why... I have no idea what's now. going on, because I can't hear anything. There's some, things, there's some things I'll be able to point out we can't tell, because we can't hear it entirely, but... If you have bad accent, you better believe Dana Carvey's doing a terrible accent in this. I'll turn like, it up like when you it comes. Turn the volume up because I mean it's it's fine because if if they hear it, they hear it. He's doing a bad accent too, like that New York accent. I blew my comma, father. This priest has cool glasses. This is the second movie in a row, Mike, where there's a prominent cross. Oh, that's right. This priest kind of looks like if Shanna if, if Shanna if Santa shaved down into a goatee. <laughs> Like who's doing crossword too, in pencil. Oh, there's the headline leading up to his brothers, the judge granting early clemency and stuff. Ooh, they're in the newspaper. Well, they're not mentioned, but he's going to bring it up now. Judge grants early Christmas. Hmm. So, Kyra, you've never seen this movie. Mm-mm. Okay, the basic premise is him and his two brothers are a bunch of thieves. Mm-hmm. They went to prison. He's reformed. They're about to come out. It's Christmas, and he's just going to try and keep them on a leash, basically, mm-hmm. the entire movie. Um, they have a big deal, like a hit set up that they learned about in the joint. It's in a small town, and they're going to go rob a small town bank. This is a shockingly well-lit Catholic church. <laughs> well, look at all those candles. Oh, there they are. Go. Like even in the confessional booth, there was like a lot of light. So what I can tell you is that you are not going to be thinking about this movie every day like the last one you were on, Vampire's Kiss. It's mm-hmm. also not as good. And I mean, I do want I do want you to point out uh, if you notice because you just know the most recent episode of Whistle Thinking as we're recording this. I guess two ago, if you're listening to this as it goes live, but you're talking about Cher's eyebrows in Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I just like you as always. Just point out any eyebrows you see that are noteworthy. <laughs> I noticed that Dana Carvey. Barely has eyebrows. Very <laughs> That's thinly. something. They're like super thin. I love Dana Carvey. I always feel like he stole a little bit of Harry Anderson's thunder. Like, uh, if you remember him from Night Court, the, the magician comedian. He was also in the TV version of It, but he recently passed like a year or so ago. But uh, it's very similar sort of look and act to Dana Carvey, I think. Well, they were just talking about it on Wistful about Dana Carvey and David Speed. One funny, one not, but they all sort of look <laughs> similar. They're the same like build and like yeah. general. Like, Blonde hair. Mm, they're just beige. Like mm. their skin and their hair, it's all just kind of beige. I know him mm-hmm. best as Garth, mm. so that was Dana Carvey for me. Oh, gross. He's also doing a... That? What is the impression he's doing all movie? Or is he doing an impression or not really? Yeah, yeah. Um, not the character, Mickey, the Mickey Rourke. Mickey is doing a Mickey Rourke impression as his character. Oh, right. Dana Carvey. Because that's a thing. 
which he said or something that was online where it was like he was just going to try it and see if anyone said not to do it and no one told him like to stop <laughs> so he's like alright I'll just fucking do it like the movie's we off the rails a lot with early Cage Club movies where like Nicolas Cage would show up on set and be like this is what I'm going to dress like this is what I'm going to talk like people were like no don't do that he's like alright then I'm not going to be here and he's like alright I guess you're going to do that There's a lot of, like, uh, John Lovitz was also on SNL. was very big on that mm-hmm. show, too. So it's kind of... It's so I love him most Yeah, great episode. One of the, the best. Which one? And Nicolas Cage was on one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. His episode of SNL is Share almost, with him like flawless. Yeah. He shot. plays Tiny Elvis. They have the naming their <laughs> yeah. child thing, you know. Aswipe, whatever. What are you saying, Kara? Oh, I love the critic. Oh, oh, it and, stinks. Yeah. Critics terrific, yeah. A lot of scarves. A lot of scarf work. Well, it's the season, right? I love scarves, actually. I mean, I've got like about three right now. It's a great way to jazz up an outfit. <laughs> you know, we... And I feel we, like if you're a guy, too, especially one who doesn't accessorize at, at all, like a scarf is a really easy way to mm-hmm. sort of like do it up for Well, him. I don't even wear jewelry, so I will often wear a scarf instead. Uh-huh. Well, they just stole a car. They literally walked out of prison and stole a car. Oh, I thought that prison. was Cage's car. It was just a POS. <laughs> no, they, he was just holding up like the... I thought they were joking. Like, oh, you actually used this, bro? Oh, maybe. I, I can't uh, hear the movie. I know. And I've only, I haven't seen it since the last time we watched it for Cage Club, so... It's just weird that he's doing Mickey Rourke, because Mickey Rourke was in a Cage movie. He was in Rumblefish. Diner era. Yeah, motorcycle boy. Cage smoking. You have cage smoking anywhere? Cage driving. I've got cage driving. Oh my goodness! I might. I might get a. Uh... Would you consider John Lovitz or Dana Carvey an animal? <laughs> I have that block too. Cage is no, on screen no, 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 with no. an animal. It We're has to be a non-human. Animals. It has to be a non. It should change that from animal to non-human. We're not mm-hmm. changing it. I don't think anybody's actually playing Cage Club Bingo except for us. Although I see well, the download numbers. A lot of people are downloading it. I don't know if people are playing it. I would it, like though. to imagine that they're playing it at um, the festival in Scotland. I hope so. <laughs> that they've downloaded a bunch of cards and just have them on I'm a table. I'm actually going to make a note of that. I'm going to say, you know, if they want. Ooh, religion or spirituality. He oh, was yeah. in a church and mm-hmm. doing a confession thing. Because that would be cool to think. Like, just put a whole bunch of them on a table, and if you're watching the movie, play along if you feel like it. Ooh, cage in jail. Does that qualify as him picking his brothers up from jail? Oh, well, cage has to set foot in the prison, I think. But you have an. I think he might go to local town jail later in the movie, Mm. so you have another chance. Airport jail. That's my favorite. That's that's still, I think now, not my favorite movie, but one of the great cage performances. Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, just his level of manic madcap. And it's part of the Don Ho trilogy. That's right. <laughs> Kawhi. <laughs> this police car, it look, you know, this is the same year, right? Feels oh. like Cage should step out from uh, mm-hmm. It Could Happen to it You. It Could Happen to You. That's right. And, uh, Wendell Pierce, right? Oh, man. Wendell Pierce, like, only plays law enforcement. It's crazy. When I was in high school, one of my friends had that, like, exact... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. They had what? Uh, that exact model, Crown Victoria. Oh. And it was white. Um, oh, man. And I'm... we would, like, pull up to parties, and I would freak out thinking that the cops were there. See, yeah, like, I wouldn't want one of those cars because I feel like I would get mistaken for a cop, and I don't know. 
I'm going to cross off overreaction for the cops' overreaction. <laughs> also, we've definitely seen an extreme facial expression already, because I feel like that's just, like, this is, you know, we talk a lot about movies that are, like, live-action cartoons yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a live-action cartoon. Oh, he's, like, he's channeling a little bit of early uh, Bad Lieutenant. He's freaking out. Yeah, I classify that as a freak out. Um, yeah, oh, for crazy sure. eyes too. Crazy eyes. <laughs> I love the lady who plays the mother. She's she's just. I remember just seeing her in tons of stuff. Oh, she's the. Oh my god, that's the judge in the show. My two dads. <laughs> With Paul Reiser's, which was the basis of my band's name, My Five Dads. That she played the judge. She was like the third. She's heating up applesauce. So it was really weird. People serve applesauce warm. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Well, it depends on the applesauce. You know, you wouldn't want like jarred applesauce. Yeah, homemade. I'd say homemade. You could do it. Because well, I would I imagine like, it's hot when you make it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm 30 years into life, and I've, I think I've only had Moss applesauce. I feel like I can't Oh, my not. God. Joey. Yeah, but I'm going to have to make yet. you some applesauce. I know, I know you're, 30 I know years. You're the apple queen. <laughs> I am the apple queen. I mean that as a compliment. Thank you. It means something completely different than it did six years ago in my life. Really? Different apple queen. Hmm. Oh, because she used to work for apple. Yeah. Oh, yes, no, actual <laughs> edible apple. Uh, which is the one that I far prefer. Sure. Although when I left my job before the one that I had at Apple and I told them where I was going to go work, they thought I was talking about a fruit stand. Nice. I'm going to yeah, work on the farm down the street. <laughs> work at, apple. at the apple stand. I'm going to – the apple cart. What was that, Morley's on uh, Mr. Show? The, 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 there was like a war between – Oh, the two the, grocery stores. The two grocery stores <laughs> things, Yeah. Forget what we were called, but like... Oh, yeah. look, a cat. Oh. And some fun... Well, I don't remember what it is. Like, so There's like, another cat on the couch, a black one, too. It's essentially like, our apples don't have E. coli. Yeah, and it's like, mine don't have worms, and <laughs> it's the other guy. <laughs> now with three convenient locations. Location. Yeah, yeah. Now with one location. <laughs> See, there's another cat, yeah. and there's a cat blanket. If you have a movie plays in the movie, that's a box. Oh, right, right, yeah, movie plays in the movie, they're watching. I do not have that one. How much better would this be if that she was Olympia Dukakis? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so I did just watch Moonstruck mm-hmm. for the first time. Oh, for the first time. First time. Oh. And she is a national treasure. Yep. She's wonderful. Unbelievable that she doesn't work more. I think I first, I knew her, this is crazy, a movie I watched too much as a kid, but Steel Magnolias. Mm. I've never seen that one. <laughs> it's really, I mean, I was a big Dolly Parton fan. I mean, yeah. Julie Roberts, whatever. But like she in that is like incredible in that movie. Yeah, it's definitely, like, on my list of things I want to see, but I have to, like, be in the right place for it. But, like, I remember being, like, I'll cry a lot. 13, 14, and, like, crying over Steel Magnolias. <laughs> like, what was... I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, Dolly Parton's so good. Look at this ornate room. Look at that flower arrangement. What is this situation? It's oh, he restaurant. works there? This is his job? No, I don't think anything is real. I think these are all hustles. No, this is his straight job. This He's like job? the maitre d. See, what are you showing up at my job? This is like a scene straight out of Blues Brothers, where the Blues Brothers show up oh, at their boy. ex-bandmate's fancy restaurant. Remember that scene? 
Like I, I'm sure in that people like this film. exist in real life, but it just makes me it it, it bothers me to watch somebody act like John Lovitz. Acts I think movie. John Lovitz is like that. In real life. You think? <laughs> I've heard he some might. pretty <laughs> damning stories about. Oh, his don't rep- tell me about that. I know. Them. Don't worry. It bothers me too. But I, I, <sighs> things have come to light. Not against women, and it's not like that. But that uh, he's just a dick to people. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> is this an adaptation of anything? No, no. I, I think. Thankfully, no. No um, novelization either, as far as I can tell. What a shame. <laughs> I wondered if in the original script... She knows it's a different car. If there were four brothers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that's the brothers' car. They probably stole that car. That's an infinity, though. Oh, you said they Where stole is everybody? The car. Okay. Uh, they couldn't afford extras. What town is? Are they in Chicago or New York? <laughs> this reminds me of the beginning York. of yeah, Family Man. Dolan. Remember where it's oh, like right, three o'clock in the morning and they're like trying to they're, they're yeah just, there's just in no one and on the just, yeah. Well, I think also we kind of fi- figured out that the cops set up like barricades. Yeah, I understand. That. There's, a, there's a reason in that movie. In this movie, <laughs> but they actually wrote a reason into why they didn't have production value. Cage smokes. smokes if you have cage smokes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's smoking in like a really weird way. Garden State gas. What up, Jersey? Again, they're hiding out in, in Jersey. Two movies in a row. Oh, the classic Bat, Bat Child. Oh, oh so if you have if you have on your card X Files connection, <laughs> I remember sure like seeing that in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I remember being. I never had one of those, obviously, because my, why would my mom ever buy those for me? But like, I remember being fascinated by like the National Enquirer mm-hmm. and like World News, oh, Weekly, yeah. or World Weekly News, so or Weekly fast. World News, or whatever. I love how they work it into Men in Black. Like, that's such a great joke. <laughs> Cage is pissed. I'm going to cross off accentuating an oddly specific word, because I feel like that feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. See, he's definitely putting a voice on. That looked sounded a little Peter Lowe to me. Elaborate yeah. schemes. He also is kind of doing like a Brando a little bit, like mm-hmm. a. Mm-hmm. What if they were all doing Mickey Rourke impressions? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really weird movie. <laughs> I like love it here. That's definitely accentuating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is so weird. Aside from the fact that we're not really listening to it. I think even if we were, it's so weird. Oh, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, like, convenience comedies, right? Where it's like, they're just... We gotta get him trapped in a town and then let the hijinks, you know, happen. It's kind of this fish-out-of-water deal. But it also... You know, it has... It's kind of like... Listen, an infinitely better film... But in a sense, a movie that does it way better, like Groundhog's Day, like those first 15, 20 minutes can be whatever. It's just get him trapped in that day, you know? It takes right. a half hour to get him trapped in that or day. Or like but... a better film that Cage was in around this time, a little bit Ooh, earlier, horse. Red Rock West, trapped in Red oh, Rock. Oh, yeah. There you go. Another that's right. Peaks connection. Ooh, and that's right out of the gate. He's trapped in the town from the beginning. So, oh, yeah, this part is a little... Okay, so this is problematic. Coming up okay. to a degree. How do you remember these things? Because it's sticking out. It's going to stick out, and it sort of comes back around. This also reminds me of Three Billboards, sort of. 
Just like a bumbling town of small town cops. Here, Cage has a has a line coming up. You know, he threw, threw out the R word there. Mm. They do include this too. I know it's mm-hmm. upsetting. But and you know, in this movie, that character has a bit of a redemption. It comes back and he redeems. He has like a he saves the day at the end of the movie, kind of. So like, well, I, feel I don't like know if that helps. Not to defend the use of that word, but at this time, it was not, very yes. commonly no. used. Yeah, it's like in Clueless, it's not. Used Believe it or in a not, cool he way. was it's being like a, sensitive. Yeah, by saying it, you know, by saying that instead I mean, of it's something the baby else. The driver equivalent of is he slow? Yeah. No. Is he is slow? He, is, he, is he slow? Does he look slow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some big news out of, coming out of that movie. The the oh Isaac uh, Darling Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Which by the time that you're on our well, I guess it's going to be next year. Uh, I think yeah, it'll be after. There'll be a ninth episode. It'll be Hobbs and Shaw. I'll have to come back on and something between and make sure I complete my lap. Well, we're gonna we're basically starting next year with your lap. And ending next year with Kara's lap. Oh, it's next. Wait, right, 2019, which like, is yeah. not actually that far away. Okay. No, right. right. It's, it's like a soon. month away. Yeah. It's so just... weird. It's just a shout away. <laughs> Take a pen, Dana Carvey. Oh, here she comes. Right, she plays the bank Imagine. lady. Yeah, and then her dad is the criminal in jail. They got because the, her dad wants to rob this bank, and they stole the idea, and he breaks out later. I like that, you know, in Twin Peaks, again, another Twin Peaks connection, Audrey handcuffs herself to the bank vault, right? And ladies and gentlemen, Audrey's dance. Do, 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 do. I get a very, I would love, you know, I wish, they've been doing a lot of these modern crossovers with Scooby-Doo lately. You know, they did one with Supernatural. They did one with, like, Kiss and Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Wait, how do you know about this? But you didn't know that (laughs) Rel how, like, Lil Rel had a show where that ghosted was a comedy. Where I'm going with is they need to do a Scooby-Doo Twin Peaks crossover badly. (laughs) It is so close to there already. But neither of those things exist right now. Scooby-Doo's still going on in Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo's still putting the shit out. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm insane. They just put out stuff this year oh, like that there she is Hachi Machi. she looks great with short hair i don't like that hair really no i like it Did i like she I have like that brown long... hair in twin peaks yeah, she yeah. oh she has blonde hair. hair on riverdale so it's this lavender? is new for me she looks very different she Wait, looks like suits, a pro- she looks like a young a, professional here yeah, yeah. turtleneck my uh my gear my avatar on a movie site is her in Twin Peaks. Like, that's mm. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's Her, very cute. Oh, God. She's so pretty. And she's so, like, just Shelly, just the, char- the character of Shelly is great. Mm-hmm. I have to watch t- Twin Peaks. I've never actually seen it. <gasps> well, we're going to on TV is Dead, maybe. Oh, I gotta oh, be on, yeah. Uh, I wanna be on some of those Twin Peaks episodes. Which we tease a little bit. I try to tease Well, we're doing bit, the Lynch Mike... stuff anyway. Yeah. With uh, Mattiello, so. That's not gonna, he's, he's becoming a doctor. Then let's do it with her. <laughs> Well, no, I think he because he wants to see David Lynch. Well, listen, he can't have everything. <laughs> we can't all get what we want all the time. Sh- you know, we should do it with Kara. To be fair, I have much greater availability. And we want that. I feel like, look, I love Chris. I love his perspective and everything. But we need 
more of like a woman's perspective on some of that and stuff only too, you know? Because there's so many women on Twin Peaks and like I don't want it just to be us going like, she's so gorgeous, she's so beautiful. Well, like, no. so well I can't guarantee that I'll be able to say much more than that. <laughs> well, so what I wanted to do with Twin Peaks, which Chris wasn't interested in, which was going to open it up, was that especially for the return – do an episode on each, or an episode for every two or three episodes. Right, yeah. Space um, them out a little bit, but... Yeah. yeah. But, uh... We'll figure that out behind the scenes. But I do yeah. want to figure out, because I would like to launch, if if a pending availability, um, a TV is dead early next year. We've got mm-hmm. to get that art together. Mm-hmm. Still haven't bought bones. We just need skeletons. Yeah. Just two skeletons on a couch. Sort of I might be able style. to borrow a couple skeletons. Oh, is that the, um... That's the Our TV podcast. TVR. You could probably fi- mock that up. I thought that you'd be co- kind of funny if you were potatoes, also like couch potatoes. Well, potatoes. it's called. T- it's, well, oh yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah, the dead, dead thing fits more into. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although um, my initial idea was a lot more elaborate. Well, there, there were a couple different. Cage is freaking out because of the the. He sees the look at that freak out. But He's choking this, on smoke. Um, British floral designer who got really famous recently because he built this headdress for Beyonce's Vogue cover. Okay. Um, and he recently did a multimedia project with like a TV and a bunch of flowers and shit. And I was like, oh, good thing we didn't go with that idea. Yeah, well, like I mean, you also wanted us to be in TV. Grim Reaper outfits in a boat in the middle of a lake with the TV in our boat. So my <laughs> creative process like... is that <laughs> I come up with an elaborate idea, and then I come up and with a more settle. elaborate idea, and then, we settle on and then I reel it in a whole bunch. <laughs> and I'm like, do... you know what? Let's just do this other thing that's way easier. Yeah, because you can't do it like you guys are going to be sitting on a couch in heaven, sitting on a couch in hell, in purgatory. It's like... Yeah, I like what you settled on, the two skeletons on a couch. Well, I just like bathed in blue light from a TV. That's what I have mm-hmm. pictured. Well, it could be any oh. color light. What though. if it's a TV-shaped tombstone? You know, it's like a TV, but it's granite, and then it's on a, and then engraved it says TV is dead, and then it's on a plot. Yeah, that's, my brain can chew on that. That's worth considering. No, it's morbid. It's fun. It's <laughs> becoming early 2019, TV is dead. Monthly, maybe, or we're going to aim for monthly, but I might edit it down to shorter things to release weekly? I don't know. One, two-parters kind of thing. To be figured out. Well, that's what I did with my show eventually, is like not only added bonus episodes, it's a monthly show, that's the bottom line, but there's two-parters, you know, that's how it started out, and then there's these bonus episodes I've been doing. Well, your show is like Zack Attack, like Zack Attack started as a monthly show, and then by the end we're just like, no, we're going to do it twice, twice a month, but like it's still a... Monthly, monthly, yeah. Show. So, I mean, especially coming up this year since we're starting those two new podcasts and there's going to be a lot of work going on behind the scenes, I feel like, you know, January through April is probably just going to be one episode per month. Well, I already got February. <laughs> I already got two for February and two for April, but we'll see what happens. But January, March, definitely January. one, unless. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. No, wait, January. Yes. He'll be like these sunglasses character because he wears uh, them for the rest of the movie. Nice. Actually, January might actually be the first three-part. We'll get there. Never mind. You know how expensive cereal is? Like, I... Oh, he's only stealing the prize, though. That's right. He's like... No, Mike. He himself Mike, like I buy cereal. Cereal's not expensive. What are you talking about? It's like four <laughs> bucks a box. Yeah, and you get like 12 meals out of it. But you, it goes on sale for like two bucks sometimes, and I could get two for... I mean, I find it... I don't know great. if you know this, but things cost way more money than they're supposed to. <laughs> I'm that's aware, how, but that's I just how life feel like, is. I just feel like cereal, though. No, I understand like the rest of the supermarket, but it always bothered me how expensive cereal was. I don't know. You could buy store brand and just feel like a little bit of disappointment. I can't buy store brand. What do you I don't even buy sugary cereals anymore. 
I know. Like my Chris Dix calls me. We asked you on Boys yeah. the Cereal, and you, were, you gave a real disappointing answer. You, I, were, you said you were an old man. I am an old man. <laughs> what kind of cereal to... was it? Oh, like Chris Dix. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just wheat. Yeah, you can't really, you can't skimp on those non-sugary cereals because there's nothing to hide it. Yeah. You know? But, like, you can totally go generic on the other ones, probably. I don't I, know. I, I don't eat cereal. I uh, Cap'n Crunch Berry Box with a Raisin, Cran, Raisin Bran Crunch Box or a Honey Nut Cheerio Box. So it's, oh, like, yeah. really unhealthy Usually cereal versus moderately unhealthy cereal and mm-hmm. just alternate between the two of those. How much he stole, like, the whole store? Cholesterol, though, with the Honey Nut Cheerios. It's good, right? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's a win-win. Oh my god, I do love those sunglasses. I love this, just this store, just the yeah. general store. We, uh, in the town I grew up in, had a store like this. At least, like... Well, this takes place sort of, like, near the Nyack area, I feel this like, up in that feels district. like the outdoor equivalent of Big Ed's Tire Shop, right? <laughs> That's a good call. From the last movie we just watched. Well, yeah, of. the same sort of suburban district. Same kind of decorations. Well, that we found out was Teaneck in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious where they shot this because that town was weird. Um, like the building exteriors. But there's actually still a deli in Ringwood that is kind of like this and it's so bizarre. It's like a time capsule, but it's German, so there's a lot of German <laughs> products. And then there's this whole section with like lawn gnomes. It's very bizarre. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not scary at all. What's this movie called again? Trapped, Trapped in Paradise. Paradise. There was a we talked about it on the young adult episode or maybe the Tully episode. Diablo Cody wrote a movie called Paradise about Las Vegas, starring I think maybe not Kristen Chenoweth. Cage wears a hat. If you have Cage wears a hat, okay. Yeah. I thought he had the Elmer Fudd hat. He just has the beanie. Check, it makes the, more sense check the cover. What's he wearing on the cover? Because that's what I had in mind. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, no, he's got an Elmer Fudd hat here. Yeah, maybe this is a on very later. poorly photoshopped cover. If you want to, if you want to soak that in. <laughs> this is actually all shot in Canada. That that oh, okay. Shout out Lindsay Gibb, Cage Club expert. The expert. the the American Northeast of Canada. <laughs> That's right. The affordable Northeast Canada, the other America, right? Like the the movie America. This is giving me sort of um, wild at heart vibes. He robs a bank. Oh no, they robbed the seed store. At yep. the end of that, yeah. yeah. The bank is in Raising Arizona where they rob, they go yep. in and... <laughs> you know, if Cage can hold his employees there on Christmas Eve, they could rob a bank on Christmas Eve. That's what I'm saying. I'm so glad that Christmas is a Tuesday this year because that means like Monday, Tuesday, whoop, no work. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm I want to take this past week off, and that would have been so nice because this last week this last week was a week from hell for work. But now I have off basically the the back half of December, so that is nice. uh, a, a nice little exchange. So I'm going to be off anyway, but for sure, those glasses look like the Back to the Future two glasses you'd get in the. Kids Meal McDonald's when it came the out. The orange like glasses? You, yeah, like you, that, that was a thing. You could collect four different Back to the Future 2 future glasses. Huh. All right. Keys. <laughs> I love when Cage repeats a word over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> what was, 
You see him, like, rev up to that one? Also, they are robbing a, a vault in the trust where he repeats, open it, open it, open right. it, open yeah. it, open it. Elijah Wood, yeah. You rob anything else? Probably. Oh, God, in 60 seconds, they rob a bunch of cars. Let's go. <laughs> What else are they uh, stolen? They steal gold. They steal. That's right. The fastest heist in film history. It yep. takes about five minutes. They steal a lot of money. National treasure. Yeah, that's more of a hunt. He steals yeah. the Declaration okay, of Independence. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I stand corrected. I'm Is Cage bang. steal something one of these? Oh, Cage steals Cage something. Steals something. Well, it now, for the yes. next one. Way to go, Kara. Thank you for your contribution. I remember the first time I saw this, years and years before Cage Club started, I thought this was really clever that they had to go across the street and get the guy at the at the diner and bring him back across the street to the bank. I thought that was funny. Because I, I, I saw this as like a, when it came out, I guess, 95, 94 on VHS. And he just looks to sort of fit in with the uh, winter weather. <laughs> yeah, year. this is... Yeah. No no one is like, who's that weird guy? Why so is he carrying time. a rifle? <laughs> wearing a- because it's America. Yeah. Well, I mean, back then it wasn't this America then. I mean, nowadays, if you walk down the street and see this, yeah, but 94? I would love... So, you know, we were playing on the Watch the Throne, like, Stan Lee yourself, RIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to be the sleeping security guard, just, like, <laughs> sleep there in every shot. Oh, uh, I didn't think we'd have enough to talk about on the Look Who's Talking Now episode. I was going to uh, Stan Lee us through that, but I was going to be, uh, what talking animal would you like to be, <laughs> as opposed to what would you see yourself as, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. We talked a lot more about that episode. So they, they covered that also in How This Get Me I as listened well. with Conan. Yeah. With Conan. And Jason Mantzoukas said it was a step in the right direction. I was like, how, I are know. You, how do you think this is better than the second one? It was. I was very surprised by a lot of their thoughts on that. I mean, they were sort of incredulous about the same things, but then like, I feel like we had way more problems with that movie than yeah. they did. Actually, now as we as we put this out, all three of our episodes—the two for Cinemakers and the one for your yeah. show for Third of the Charm, the Look Who's trilogy—are now all out. The Look Who's trilogy <laughs> uh, is now out on CageClub.me, so go check those out. Kara's on the first two, and she smartly made the decision oh. to not join us mm-hmm. for the third. <laughs> how much would a, how much better would this movie be if she was Olympia Dukakis? Just every old lady just replaced with Olympia Dukakis. Being Olympia Dukakis? I was just yeah. thinking that. <laughs> I'd watch that. Dukakis, Dukakis. So Malkovich, Malkovich, that's been on a lot this week. I haven't been, I haven't watched it straight through, but I keep catching the part where he goes into his own mind. Mm. Like I've never seen that over. whole movie. Oh, man, it's I very good. I do need good. to see it, yeah. Spike Jones directed that? Yep, yeah. Written by Kaufman, so. Carrie, you should just do Spike Jones. No, I think Kyle, somebody, somebody signed up for Spike Jones. He's only got like four movies, right? No, well, I think he's got more than that. I think he's got like six. That, her... I did a pretty big rearrangement of the uh, Cinemaker spreadsheet, so I was sort of looking into... I mentioned uh, I wanted to rewatch Wolf of Wall Street in the last episode. He's Spike in Jones. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Penny Stocks. If you sold $2,000, I will personally give you a good <laughs> job. <laughs> that's a great scene where you just... Oh, man, that's so good. So that, that that scene with the penny stocks and stuff, um, shot by Kyle Reinfried's um, hometown, shot in his hometown by his childhood house. He was there on set the day they were shooting that. He got he didn't meet, but he got Martin Scorsese's autograph that day. Oh, wow! Yeah, 
Wait, what movie was that? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. He did meet Spike Jones, I believe, and shook his hand, said hello, and Spike Jones. Cool. Yeah. So Spike Jones, I don't think I ever saw him at, uh, but Charlie Kaufman was at Fantastic Fest when I saw Anomaly. Really? He seems very, like, he wouldn't want to be go he out in public a lot. He seemed very uncomfortable to be around Because <laughs> I seen him on Charlie Rose once, and this was before, you know, when Charlie Rose was a person. And But his talk show, <laughs> his talk show was, like, the most comfortable to go on because it was just a black studio with yeah. no one in there and people could just, you know, relax. And he was very nervous on, on Charlie yeah, Rose. Yeah, he did not. I mean, he, he, I think he seemed better because this was, like, Two or three years ago, but it was still like he did not want to be there. Um, I mean, it was yeah. a big Q and A, but he was just very clearly like, "This is not who I am. I yeah. don't want to be answering questions about yeah, my movie." It's a contractual obligation kind of thing. But the best, oh god, I'm gonna have to pull his name. Um, hold on. Oh wait, that oh, that that John Lennon quote that was in the last movie. Yeah, okay, I have Elvis or Beatles in this. I have it too. It's crazy that he actually quotes John Lennon in a movie, though. I never really realized that, but in Family Man, he does. Oh, <gasps> would this small town really be able to afford those lasers? And if so, do you think they're just for show? Security <laughs> is no joke, Mike. It well, is in this small town because they didn't have the security <laughs> camera plugged in. And, yeah. the, and the security guard is like a 95-year-old geezer. <laughs> yeah. Who actually like kind of bears a small resemblance to Stanley when, when but the be- I was gonna say late. the best Q and A it reminded me that Charlie Kaufman is the Don Hertzfeld Q and A that I saw when they showed World of Tomorrow Part Two. Okay. Oh my god. Have you seen World of Tomorrow, World of Tomorrow Part Two, the shorts? Uh yeah, I saw part one. I don't know why I haven't seen part two yet. Oh, it came out like around Christmas time last year. Um it's so goddamn good. Okay, I have to watch part two this then. All right, so they make off Is the that, heist. Is that Sky Captain movie? No. Different. I like Sky Different Captain. world of tomorrow. I'm a fan of Sky Captain, folks. If you're out there, it's, <laughs> you know, Joey, we've dropped the moniker guilty from our pleasures when we're talking about movie. That I movie, can, to that's me. That's the kind of movie that I feel like I could love, and I, I think it's no joy in it. Really? I'm shocked. Like, I thought it was really cool idea. I thought it was really Isn't your boy Tobey Maguire in that, or No. No, no, that's uh, Giovanni Ribisi mm. as the scientist, yeah, with the ray gun. World of Tomorrow is a uh, an animated thing that Don Hertzfeld yes, did. Yes, yeah. Uh, oh, God, what's the first thing he did? He, he made a couple – I don't know why I can't remember anything that he's done. Uh, but he made a couple things, but he made this short where he interviewed his, like, four-year-old niece and just asked her questions and then took her speech and then made, like, a story out of it. And it's about this little girl who gets, I guess, she's sent visited to the future, by the by, visited uh, by the, the future self. Yeah. And she, so she's Emily Prime, and she talks. It's, it's she means like Emily, like nine thousand, super depressed, yeah, super depressing, and right, but very wonderful, done in a very sort of cheery way. It kind of this is going to be a weird analogy, but it reminds me of the Misfits, the band the Misfits, where like every one of their songs sounds like a cheerful anthem, but mm-hmm. if you listen and read the lyrics, they're like the most morbid dark and depressing lyrics like eating babies and stuff like it's crazy but it sounds like they're celebrating that yeah, yeah. and then World of Tomorrow episode 2 the burden of other people's thoughts is that's the one I did not very good. see yet. so he was most known for it's such a beautiful day you said he was going to be wearing those great sunglasses through the he, rest of the I movie he, he just threw them just in a lake Damn. no one even gets to keep those so, I mean he wore them for a oh, while the though. keys They're losing the keys Just a relic from 
their heist from gone From everything gone. we read, filming this movie was... Are they in prison now? A disaster. So, no, Cage isn't, but oh, this is, this is uh, Magic's dad. Madchen. Madchen Amic. You're combining her first and last name. <laughs> kind of like, like what people do with celebrities, but... It's a portmanteau like, for just her. <laughs> I love him. A clumsy uh, portmanteau. Paul F. Paul F. Thompson has so many different words for portmanteau. He's like, an alias, a portmanteau. <laughs> she goes down the list that one episode. Carlifer. <laughs> These guys look like real hardened criminals to me. Like real blue collar guy. Eh, kinda. Again, another reason I watch Paddington 2. Great prison scenes in Paddington 2. I found them very disturbing. Like just the whole prison storyline was... It was. It's a little I weird that he goes to jail, but. Yeah. I just, the whole movie. Did you, did you find the prison. movie magical or no? I don't know. Get out. I I liked the dance scene at the end. Oh, that like so. made up for everything. But um, who's that guy again? Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. So my sister turns to me halfway because we took her kids to the, to see Paddington. My sister turns halfway through to me with this shit eating grin on her face, going, "That's Hugh Grant." <laughs> I'm like, I know, right? She's like, "Holy shit!" I used to fucking no. have. The biggest crush on Hugh Grant. I can't believe that's him. It took me this long to realize that's him. I was like, he got yeah, old, right? He does not <laughs> look great like, in that movie. <laughs> she's like, oh, I lo-, she goes, I love this movie and I love it ten times more now. <laughs> hey, Jenkins. Oh, yeah, looking the same as he... So Cage always looks 40, Richard Jenkins always looks 65. <laughs> I think we, I think I probably made that same joke on the oh, episode of this. You didn't watch... Um, the funeral show, right? The funeral. He's on that. Um, the Succession? Eight, no, Six Feet Under. Oh. He's the dad on Six Feet Under. Oh, yeah. But the he funeral dies, show. like, in the first episode. Well, not a spoil, but yeah. I, don't, I know. I saw, no, I saw the first yeah. two or three episodes. I know he dies in the car accident. HBO did a really good job back then of making you want to watch the entire series after the pilot. <laughs> back then. I mean, they did it again with, like, The Leftovers and stuff. It's like, you can't miss, like... I don't know if I remember so. The Leftovers pilot. What's the? Uh, I well, thought it was pretty heavy. Like I thought it was well, the, kind the, of whole thing. the whole show. Is no, but I mean, it, it felt like the <laughs> kind of the thing, point. like you know, this is gonna go to very like weird and interesting places, like yeah. six feet under, like right off the gate, right out of the bat. It's like, oh, this is gonna be a unique show. Both of those shows will be covered at some point on TV is dead. I think we're gonna start with the leftovers because that's the whole reason that we're doing the podcast. Or do we? I save mean, it? the whole reason you're doing it. I there's all sorts of other things. Are we? Or should we save it? Is that like our? Our swan song. Mm. Don't leave me. I, I do want to. Are wanna... you going to just do shows about death? Or uh, it's it's basically going to be like a depressing as fuck look at television. <laughs> try to do like positive things about it. Well, so originally we were just like, let's do a TV. Let's do a podcast where we get to talk about things that don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yes. And then we were like going back and forth of like, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. And literally everything had some connection to themes of like grief and death and you know those sorts of things so we were like well i guess that's the that's the theme of the show we are yeah but i'm not that person until i talk to you and i'm like yeah let's get real dark with it god i you bring it out i really need to work on that because i do bring it up but we're going to also, like, we're going to do The Leftovers, iZombie, which is not, it's, it's, it's a comedy, right? Is that a comedy? It's a comedy, but it's a comedy. It's a zombie comedy, so clearly a lot of A zombie? A zombie. It's, like, it's a zombie cr- crime cool. 
comedy, so she's solving people's murders. Love it. Yeah. Lost, Six Feet Under, Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, Battlestar Galactica, Oof, The Bummer Star Galactica. Twin Peaks, Santa, so Clar- a, um, Santa Clarita Diet, oh, yeah, Buffy and Angel. Now Are you aware that iZombie was a comic? It didn't have a very long run. Yeah, have, I like, haven't a, read a it, year. but I... I did know that it was there's, a thing. There's another comic you might want to check out. It's really cool. It's kind of similar. It's called Chew. Mm-hmm. And it's about someone who works for the FDA, but if everything he tastes, he knows the psychic history of. Wow. So, okay. like, if he tastes a piece of chicken, he sees the farm from where it was born mm-hmm. all the okay. way up to when it was cooked and yeah. served to him. I feel like you would just never eat meat again. Well, he's a detective. <laughs> so, like, even if he eats, like... Anything he eats, he knows the psychic. So if he bites somebody, yeah, he gets their entire like history wow. in his mind and stuff. Burn. So like, yeah. Well, in iZombie, she has to eat people's brains to find out how they got murdered. I think and I also because she's you're a zombie. Describing, oh, you're describing brains. that on Foodie Films. Yeah, that's why I know about it. Uh, I'm surprised, Mike, about this movie that there are f- so few bingo squares. I thought this would have yeah, been a much more. I, th- I was doing really well. I almost had a bingo until I got stopped short when they got to. Paradise. Does he go by multiple names in this movie? Yes. All yeah, right. right. He lies and says it's got a different name. Feels about right. Free space. I only. I just need him to go to jail, and I got bingo. They, oh. There is a wonderful scene at the end of this, towards the end, where um, it's sort of singing. Cage no. sings. Well, Cage sings. Yeah, I have that, but that's not what I was pointing at. I was singing. I was saying uh, this reminds me of that movie where Keanu was a hitman. And he's being driven. It's the it's the Charles Bronson. Is it the Charles Bronson movie? Keanu. Remember where Charles Bronson's like a politician. He's like a no. Oh, he's right, a, right, right, right. The union, the union <laughs> chief. Oh my God! You're going I'm way so back. Weird. What was that called? Action something. Oh dear. It's oh. I'm sure he's grunted in this. I oh I don't recall. But, Mike, you are saying something about the end scene in this movie. Oh, there's a wonderful part where, like, a bunch of old people come out and do, like, a chain into the uh, river to save them. So it's, like, championing, like, old people. I was like, oh, look. Wait, that happens in this movie? Yeah, at the end of this movie, like, a bunch of old people come out of, like, some house and they're like, save the youngsters. How do you remember this movie? Well, I don't know. Wait, uh, how many times did you see it before we caught it? Once. I've only seen it. You've seen it twice. So this is my third time ever watching it. And you remember... Specific lines and moments. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, certain things just stick stick with me. How old were you when you saw it for the first like time? Like 15. Okay. Yeah. When it came out? 16. You seen it in theaters? No, I didn't see it in theaters, no. But I saw it could happen to you. I saw a lot, bunch of Cage in theaters, just not this. This I missed. I remember vividly renting this, though. Oh, that lady. I love that lady. Mm-hmm. She's always very funny. I don't know who she is, though. Not all the Ghibli Caucus. No. And this man, as usual, uh, not as usual, this man Act as well. Act of Vengeance. Act of Vengeance, that's it. Charles Bronson. E, you're not going to break up these unions, see? Mm-hmm. I've still kept up my streak of never seeing a Death Wish movie. Oh. Death Wish uh, 1 is solid. Uh, Death Wish 2 is like a terrible retread of the first one, just in a different city. Death Wish, Death Wish 3 is what you might call the perfect canon film. Because... <laughs> Canon films, man, you know how crazy those can get? Well, like, it, yeah. it's like one of the epitome of, like, out-of-control, amazing All exploitation right. things. So we're doing it for third time's a charm. So far, it's just me and Larson, if you want to get on that train one day. Um, I don't. I probably I think, do not, but that's, I appreciate <laughs> the offer. I'm going to do it sometime. I plan to do that over the summer. 
not really much planned. So I was talking to Kyla and Brian. I was talking, I think, specifically to Brian about uh, PS. We still, I still love Hoffman. Mm-hmm. About there starting January first, they're going to revisit once a month, just like we do here. And Brian was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a more focused show. It's gonna be it's like easier to edit." I was like, "Yeah, definitely easier to edit." He's like, "It's also gonna be a more focused show." I was like, "No, no, it's not." It's, it's, I was like, "Anything." I was like, gonna... "I was like, Mike and I thought that too." And like, it is anything but. Right. They're gonna go off and then realize, "Oh, the movie's over," and then they're gonna release like, like a three-hour episode for a two-hour movie. Yeah, that's like, what oh, I mean. we've been talking for a while about. Hmm. I imagine our Clueless episode will be about six hours. Oh, no. So I just wrote that quote because I was like, I'm not even going to, like, I'm just going to, like, let Kara drive this truck. <laughs> yeah. That episode's coming out, oh, on Christmas Eve. So comes out four days on Monday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, on Monday we are releasing our Look, I've got Clueless a few notes episode. for Clueless and stuff. Joey, if you remember, the, we were doing one of the first Cage Club revisited, I think, before the Rocky Marathon. We were doing Seeking Justice. Hungry Rabbit Jumps. Yeah, and... I revealed a clueless connection that I had, but the microphone came out, or I hit oh, yes, mute or I something that. like that, yes. and, it, and so you know what that is, but no one else knows what that is, so I don't know. I'm debating on whether or not I will talk about that during the clueless. I thought process. it was salacious, and you said, it's not that much. Not I don't think like, it's a big deal. I mean, people make it out to be... Well, we're teasing a crossover. Go listen to Monday's Cinemakers. Why hasn't she been on more things? She's, like, captivating. She's, like, yeah... She commands your... Like, I, I can't attention. concentrate on anything else. <laughs> she's so gorgeous. And she's really good, at least in Riverdale. I can't tell if she's good in this, because I can't she hear She seems anything. natural in this. Like, genuine. Like, everyone in this town is so saccharine and, like... I forgot it's Christmas time. It's like the Waldens, or, like, Mayberry, you know? Like, mm. that's where they're at. And She's so- mostly just on TV work. Like, an episode here, three there, six there, five here... Is this a Freddie Prince Jr.? She was on. The, there's a TV show called Freddie. If anybody remembers that, uh, no. Very, 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 very. She was very, on all 22 episodes vaguely. of that. Interesting. That's like what remembering year that? there was a Norm show. Oh five oh six. Oh five oh six. Okay. Yeah. Which feels way too late <laughs> for Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that ship sailed in like oh, 1999. Two. Yeah, at least 2002. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he um, he does the voice of Kanan for Star Wars Rebels. So, like, he came back in a way, and uh, his wife did a voice of one of the Inquisitors. Uh, I'm sorry, his wife? Oh, Sarah Michelle, I'm sorry, she, he's her husband. <laughs> yes, I apologize. he is. Sarah Michelle Gellar's husband did a voice on Star Wars Rebels, <laughs> and she guest starred as one of the Inquisitors. She, the only other thing I think I've ever seen... Imagine in Shelley Johnson is Sleepwalkers. That's oh no, game. she was in Sleepwalkers. Yeah, she's the Yikes. girl that they, they want to eat. Do 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 do. Can you blame them? I love exactly. that shirt. Whoa. Um, but you know what's cool about the uh, the Star Wars Rebels? The, his character looks like him. So like, if they were ever going to do, if they were, he was ever mm. going to come into the Star Wars like live action universe, they could just cast Freddie Prince Jr. Are you going to do your Star Wars podcast or what? It's not off the books. I got to get out my Jedi episode in January first, and then let's see where the chips fall. There's a lot going on next year. A lot happened this year, so I just gotta pace myself. That's what I'm most concerned about. Yeah, realize that I need to start saying no to more things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Joey, pace yourself. <laughs> in the words of the great Oprah Winfrey, "No" is a full sentence. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never, never heard her say it like that. Oh. 
And there's a cat calendar. This this is very pro cat. This and, and I, they're in the same apartment oh, with wait, the cats. What am though. I doing? Cage on screen with an animals. Duh. That was way early. There's not going to be an awkward sex scene though. I'll tell you that much. Unless it's between a cat and a dog. <laughs> Have we seen any? Like, dogs? I'm going to ask you to get out Where of here. <laughs> you could cut that. No uh, one else was we talking. Can't, we can't cut these. You could cut. You cut a little. You snip here and there. Uh, you mm-hmm. mute. You mute some stuff, don't I you? I mute noises. I don't mute. I don't mute audio. Well, you could mute that. <laughs> I mute like if you like cough or you, if you. You could pretend I coughed. <laughs> no, it's staying in. Mike, why don't you have a cage club sticker on that? On what? You're, you're oh, not. because we're running low. I know. So I we put because I put we one on. I put one on. I put one That's on crazy. here when we first got them, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should save these. And before I go sticking them on everything in my room, <laughs> I honestly like because everywhere I go, I give them to people. Like I just have a stack in my wallet. And I'm like, here, here's my thing. Yeah, I've only got about like I guess ten or so in dresser. If they're up in like a dozen or more European cities. That's nice. They're in Canada. I put them in Canada. Now, there's a sweater. Yeah. There's a hairdo, too. Really combed it over. I feel like Dana Carvey might want to be- belong in this town. <laughs> hey, okay. Oh, Dude, my. You just ruined your That's meal, bro. a lot bro. of gravy. Famous I love scene. gravy, but this is a Oh, he's a much. klepto. That's why, right? Because he's stealing all scene. the... You know, famous food scene, indeed. I don't know how famous it means. Just for that. Just because, look, he's using all the gravy. He's crazy. He even put it look, on the cranberry he's gonna, sauce. He's going to ask for more. Are they eating peaches? <laughs> if there was just a peach on the table for, for holiday reasons. Is that a thing people do? I don't know, but Dana Carvey's oranges. food is still swimming in That's gravy. That's what people do? Hmm? Okay. Well, because uh, oranges used to be a real delicacy yeah. for people, people in uh, northern latitudes, but once the railroads were built, they were able to be disseminated much further, and mm. so, you know, still kind of a, a, a special thing. Kind of like uh, kids would get uh, an orange for Christmas if they were poor. Like, that was kind of like all they would a get. Treat. Yeah, and it's still very much a tradition in many European mm-hmm. um, no, I was a child. especially in, like, Central Europe. I've heard that oranges are the new black. Is that true? <laughs> I <laughs> cannot confirm nor deny that. Oranges are the new black licorice. Um, my Ugh. grandma, my mother's side, is Norwegian, and ever since I was, when I was a kid, every year she would give us an orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when Santa would come, he would hand out oranges and stuff mm-hmm. like that to the house and everything. It's yeah. uh, a part of Little Women. Uh, oh. They have an orange during the, I think it's during the war, or maybe just after it, and Amy is like coveting it, and she's like, oh my god, I can't wait to eat this fucking orange. <laughs> and then they have to like bring all of their breakfast to uh, like people who are even poorer than they are. And she's oh, like, man. no! And they're pretty poor, if I remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember them talking about that on the Winona episode. I don't know, did you talk about it in yours, too? Or Hell yeah, we did. Like a f- I was going to say a full year before they did, but that's not You true. guys don't have music well, no, 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 on I, your show, I, right? I just I keep forgetting that, and then the show starts, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. no what, yeah. music? Yeah. They and, just cut to the chase. There's no outro either. It's just yeah, like... just bye. Bup. Well, like unless that, I edit it, and then I'll stick a song at the end. Oh, okay. That's you how I can you, tell. You can really tell whether Kara edits an episode or Jordan edits an episode. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because there's uh, editing. Depends on who's <laughs> editing. Kara edits. It's true. That's 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 a. Uh... Oh, and that, that Jordan doesn't. Yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> she does.
does. Just not as much as I do. I feel like every show has different standards and levels of what they consider, like, yeah. editable and not edibles. <laughs> Everybody's edibles are a little different. Mm-hmm. Different different strength. What a shot. Three brothers. That's what makes it famous. That and all the gravy. Oh, she missed the magic moment? We had a refrigerator that color when I was a kid. What color was it? Like, mustard yellow. Uh, ours, mine, uh, mine growing up was a like a li- like a soft lime green. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, like more of like an avocado green. I always had white ones until moved here. I mean, we had a brown one, and now this silver what, deal. What color? What color is mine now? I guess white, white probably. I just got a new one in like 2016 or something, so it's pretty. It's weird. Like I like you good. know, if you ask me to describe any of my appliances, I wouldn't know. How, like I just bought the house. They just came <laughs> with the house. Dishwasher black stove. I just white. My it's like white and dryers black, are I white. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Kara has cooked more more on my stove probably in <laughs> one afternoon than I have in eight months. It's only a slight exaggeration. No, I don't think I lit the stove in like a month. So. <laughs> I mean, I use the stove a lot, but it's mostly to heat things up or to whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I use it to like boil water for ramen or something that. Well, I brought two soups. One is a potato leek soup, and the other one is, like, I don't know if it constitutes a soup anymore, because it's mostly solid, but it's, like, lentils and quinoa and a bunch of vegetables. Ooh. Or a stew, maybe. Cold weather food. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope I have pots. Oh, you could just put it in the microwave. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, then let's do that. <laughs> let's keep that streak alive with not using it. <laughs> my microwave, by the way, from like my original house. So that's like the second. I guess that's the second microwave I've like our family owned, and I just been going to get rid of it. I'm getting myself a new one for Christmas, but like it is a relic, baby. <laughs> oh, and I just got a new modem on the side there. I'll show you my Motorola modem that. When I was on the phone with the guy from Optimum, he's like, describe your modem to me. I was like, well, it's the one I got 20 years ago. He's like, you mean like the white? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, hold on, dude. He's like, I hope you have another modem in the house. I was like, well, actually, you guys sent me one about five years ago. And then he's like, go get that modem. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> what? wait. What? what? I've been coming here for years Yeah, dealing with your terrible internet. I'm you had sorry. another modem that wasn't <laughs> I didn't up. know that it was the modem entirely. I thought I just had kind of crappy internet access. Like, you know, like, also, if that's your router, that router is also, like, 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, that's my router. So I'll have to replace the router next. But the router wasn't giving me issues. It was the modem that died. But yeah, but that, that, that's, a, that's a G... That's a, that's a wireless G router. That's like... What are they up to now? Well, there was N, Z? and then there was... There have been a thousand wireless protocols since then. Yeah. There well, was, like, there was A and B before anybody really had internet. Then there was mm-hmm. G, which was, so, like, the first, like, okay, widespread Okay, so wait, let me one. just ask you... Two questions. One question. Okay, two questions. Can I just go buy a router and yeah, plug yes. it in without calling anybody? And yes. A- oh, Second sure. of all, recommend me a nice new router and I'll go buy one for Christmas. Mm. I'm just saying, like, email me. I'm not saying, like, yeah. right now or anything. But, like, yeah. Just go spend about 100 bucks on a router and it doesn't matter what you buy. You can just go to the Apple store. The airports are pretty okay. And then I'll be really – I'll be in the modern age then, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that be – Mike of the future. Once you get that microwave, it is 21st century, baby. I have a toaster oven I never opened up in the in the garage. I could go get that, too. Well, that I got... Can you, I, maker? Can you make a three-course meal? Well, that's from maker? when I was living with Don. Uh, I got a toaster oven as a gift, but 
I think Sean had a toaster oven. So like I lived with a Sean and Don. It got confusing. <laughs> uh, but so I still have this toaster oven that I never opened from those days. Yeah. I never had a toaster oven until where I'm living now. And I fucking love it. Oh, they're magic. They're, they're magic. Like the meals that Sean and Don would cook up in those things. They'd be, <laughs> they'd like use it as like a, a second oven. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But really, the the thing that bothers me, the only thing that bothers me about my kitchen, because it's like, you know, having lived in apartments with, like, tiny-ass cramped kitchens, yeah. to actually have, like, a full kitchen, it's like, oh, this is kind of amazing. The only thing that bothers me about my kitchen, Kara, if you remember, is that to the right of the stove, there's, like, that mm-hmm. countertop, and there's no electrical outlet over there at all. I'm like, that's the, oh. that's yeah. the spot for a microwave or whatever. Yeah. And kitchens should have, like, outlets. Everywhere. Yeah. Super, yeah. super accessible. My house oh, is also ninety. Yeah. Three years old, so he's got the hat on now. This house is. From I used to have a hat like that, and I miss it. The late fifties, so like fifty six, I think this house went up. So it's post post World War Two mm-hmm. kind of plans. Yeah, and uh, in on the day that I closed on my or no, the day that I guess I moved in or closed on my house, either one in twenty twenty six, I'm gonna have a hundredth birthday party for my house. Oh, you guys sweet. are invited. So <laughs> growing up in, in the town I grew up with, there's this section they just called the lawns this neighborhood they called the lawns and it's like this huge section of part of the town and it's all identical housing because mm-hmm. they were all built in the late 40s after the gis came mm-hmm. home from war and like a lot of them got college grants and jobs in the city and then they would live in the suburbs and so it's freaky i had like 10 friends and no matter whose house i went over i knew the layout it was oh, like that's identical so weird. identical what were those called like the, it's the like track housing track i think no no yeah. no no there was oh. like it was na- there's a there's a thing i mean i'm not saying no that that's not right that's not what i'm thinking but there's of. like a actual there's, there's like, like it was named after a guy what Levittown? i think that yeah. was the first one they're planned communities yeah planned yeah like that yeah uh my parents moved to one when they retired <laughs> oh, <got> gun. <laughs> and it took me forever to like be able to find their house yeah because they all look the same and getting i was lost like, in the lawns was a regular thing yeah yeah and it's like you didn't want to go too deep in because yeah. like, really, <laughs> you might never get out like the cul-de-sac i lived on was interesting because there were five there were four houses and my house was the same as another one mm-hmm. and then another house was the same as the other one so it was like every other house was like the same but they were all like in the same general style yeah yeah so and we were all in like a circle cul-de-sac together like that end thing um, but I guess that's just how they tried to plan communities, mm-hmm. especially one like Ridgewood. You know, which was- the house that I was looking to buy last year was next to, next door, literally next door to my friend's house, which is how I found oh. out about it. And the whoever built both those houses built them same time as mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm. And so they had been living in their house for a while. So when I toured the house, he came over. He's like, "This is so weird because it's my house." But yeah, yeah, the that's reverse. Like weird because it's just like you know, it's like it's dorms at Ramapo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing. It's yeah. You know, it's either right or left. <laughs> yeah. You and mean like the, the CPAs? Was, or were those or the Laurel or the Village or wherever, yeah. No, I don't think I went into a lot of them. Even those apartments, those big apartments and stuff, like Dana lived in one of those and it's like Phil lived in another. It's like, I know just the layout. It doesn't matter. If you're in this building, every room is the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those apartments, though, up of like far. I remember when Tobin lived there for a year on campus. Did you know that? Like no. um, In the CPAs? Yeah, he lived in the CPAs. Oh, weird. Uh, and I went and, and hung out with him like a couple of times there. And it That's was like, too. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Like, I mean, this was before we did Cage Club, I think. Uh, and uh, well, Was it after you graduated? Yeah, it was after I graduated. He was living there for a year. He stayed there 
he had to finish his family moved back and he was like yeah i'm finishing up this semester here oh, and i'm living okay. in the cpa it was an interim thing okay yeah because i remember judging the uh media collision oh okay um judging him for living in the living <laughs> no, no 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 shout out tobin go listen to the contenders yes the contenders which is they recently did a holiday so episode for Thanksgiving. What movie was that? Over the holidays. Which, for some reason, I saw it in the theater. Really? Yeah, I, I like it. went with my parents to see it, and I don't remember anything except for the fact that it like really stressed me out. It's pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah. I remember. And I was watching like, it, going, why like, would we pay real. money to go see this when we could just have a family holiday? Like this. Why are we doing more of this? That is weird about it, right? Like you would want it to go in a direction that would be more like hilarious or fantastical it's like why go watch something that you're going to experience anyway yeah because that's my oh my god oh my god oh my god he is wearing a a curling sweater it has the oh really stone on it and the little across i was going to say they're about to reenact curling was cool they're Mm -hmm. about to reenact one of your dropped covers for tv is dead they're taking a boat out into the middle of a lake (laughs) (laughs) no shrouds or anything on them or any but This is the the criminals, right? They kidnapped the mom. How much longer is this? Another not, 50 minutes. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, my God, you're not kidding. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, for sure, we're at the 30, we got 30 minutes going yeah. here. Oh, God. Oh, I, no, this movie should be 90 minutes. I truly wish I did not ask that. So there is a TikTok diner on Route 3. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty. I don't know, famous. Apparently one in Canada, too. Like, yeah, I wonder if they're trying to reference that, though, being Maybe. trying to like take place. Hey, we were talking in, in uh, last episode about Washington crossing the Delaware. Oh, we were, you yeah. Got Cage crossing the not Delaware. <laughs> Kate, um, we were trying Maybe. to we were trying to decide if there the were ceasefires on Christmas during yeah. wartime, and I, and then I remembered Washington sabotaging the British mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, oh, no, helicopter. that really only happened like once during World War One. I. I called it. It did happen. It did happen. Okay. Everybody has helicopter. Maybe that's Al's rule. Yeah, because there. like Nazis don't celebrate Christmas. Like, yeah, they, they do. Don't, Really? I didn't thought they were. Like, I didn't think they believed think in religion and stuff. Who do they hate? Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, no, I. I don't know if it would be for that reason alone, <laughs> Joseph. But... No, but I mean, like you know, you make a point. <laughs> I mean, this got dangerous. All this. This took a. This took a guarding test turn. All of a sudden, with the. But this is what I'm talking about with the older people helping out. A lot of uh, the traditions that we have Christmas-wise in the United States actually come from, from Germany. Germany. Yeah. I thought it was general Scandinavia. I didn't realize it was German-centric. No, I mean, like, it's like a little bit of this, a little bit yeah, of that. It's a lot of Nordic. German, a lot of Nordic, and a lot of oh, here's uh, English, Irish before. They're going to lock arms. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, because uh, Krampus himself is, mm-hmm. is German, yeah. Because I remember... Cause like and I the Christmas tree. Yeah. Tannenbaum. Mm-hmm. Because I've mentioned my grandma from Norway and stuff, so like those a lot of the Christmas like growing up, I didn't only it's think just Santa Christmas Claus all more. the time in Norway. Well, I knew of Father Christmas as well, and like he didn't have to wear red, and mm-hmm. you know I understood mm-hmm. variation in the different types of legends and stuff. And um, I'm very much into like the Nordic stuff now, more so. So try to incorporate it this year a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to go put a big sort of Thor. On my roof instead of a Santa or anything like that. I don't see why not. (laughs) But I could. (laughs) 
So I turned on, we talked about this last episode, again, this is going to paint my obsession, but I turned on on the way up here, tweet notifications for David Ehrlich, because I know that any, <laughs> literally any day now, his year-end He's going to drop his video, video oh. which I watch each obsessively, and he just said, I, uh, 10 minutes ago, I can't remember another year, I'd leave so many great movies off my year-end list, but ranking art is dumb as hell and totally arbitrary, so I just wanted to shout out some of the 2018 movies I liked a lot. Which I guess these are the ones that did not make oh. his list. Number one, Venom. No, but Into the Spider-Verse is on there. Dude, I hear it's great. Like, I'm hearing crazy good vibes from that so far, so it's making me very happy. This list, which apparently, I guess, are the ones that are not in the top 25. Bisbee 17, which I don't know. Black Klansman, Blockers. First oh, Man, Blockers. Free Solo, Happy as Lazaro, which just hit Netflix yesterday. Hearts Beat Loud, Into the Spider-Verse, Leave No Trace, Like Me. Damn, I've like been... me is really weird and good. Send, send me that list if you don't. Mind I just retweeted one. it. All right. not... Love after love, miseducation of Cameron Post, Shirkers, Thoroughbreds, who we are now, the world is yours. That's on my top ten. Zama. I've watched a lot of life. movies this year, and I haven't seen a single one. Of them. Check out. I think you. I think you dig Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds. Is yeah, awesome. I'm sure I would like a lot of those. I just uh, am bad at watching new movies. It's tough. Like my last year, I kicked ass at the theaters. Like I went and saw shit I'd never would have imagined I'd you know just to go to the movies yeah. like just to be this year I fell off hard but like not for lack of trying it's just the, the latter half of this year really fell apart really this like so I, the, the recently because I had to switch from movie pass to A-list Ugh. oh right like no because now like the there's only two AMC's that are really drivable for me mm. and they one that just shows like the, the bigger one has all of the little one in it basically and, and then the so other I, I can't here. go to the indie theater. Really, I, I mean, I could pay for movies, but I don't know who, I would, who pay would do movies. that? Um, what a crazy idea! Well, it's crazy. Like you came up all the way up here to see Suspiria. Because Suspiria that, played nowhere near me, and then wow. it was gone in a week. So it's a good thing you came up here to see it. Like I will drive back up here again for the favorite. Like I have a favorite. Oh, I, I can't wait! I really want to see that. that. The favorite. I mean, the favorite's playing in New York. It's playing in New York right now. It'll be. I think it'll come for at least a week. And uh, the draft house is. Yeah. Gonna show also, Montclair's week. got a pretty good little, uh, but that's the thing. You got to even I have to drive thirty 50, minutes, yeah. fifty minutes, or forty yeah. minutes from me. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it's been nice, like that during the holiday season. At least last year and the year before, Garden States kicked it up, and then the Hawthorne Theater where my brother lives, which is about oh, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, I used to live down the street from that. What surprised me is that uh, the indie theater by me is showing Roma. Alfonso oh. Cuarón's Roma, but that's going to be on Netflix in two weeks. Oh, I want to see that too. Uh, it's gonna. It's like apparently the best movie oh, of the it's year. Really sh- it's really snowing in this movie. Really, Mike, that? we're talking about other movies, not this movie. Roma. <laughs> gotta gotta mark that down too. Well, I'll I just rewatched uh, Sparrow's Dance, which oh, I, I love that movie. Yeah, that's and a I good forgot one. that Paul Sparks that's... is the guy in there, and I was like, oh, maybe that's why. Like, because it was before I watched House of, or before he was on House of Cards. And before I obviously saw Thoroughbreds, and he's like plays such a douchebag he's, on Thoroughbreds. He, he play, his range, his range, so is insane. Good. Like in Sparrow's Dance. Um, I saw he that movie. I've only hats. seen it once, but it really stuck with me because of like uh, not that I'm agoraphobic or anything or anything, but there was a period where I just like was like it's madness outside all the time, mm-hmm. and like I want to spend as much time in a comfortable inside zone mm-hmm. as much as possible, kind of thing. Like I'm pretty much kid. not, you know, we're all indoor kids. I'm yeah, not. I am a sometimes outdoor kid. Well, you're an indoor oh, kid. Sure. Out- yeah, you're in mostly in the inside. You're an outdoor kid around no other people, though. Is that fair? To say? <laughs> that actually is extremely fair to say. Indoor yeah. kid plus forest kid. Yeah. There you go. I mean, when I was that actual kid, though, I spent, like, the only time I'd spend inside is, like, playing video games. 90% of my time was outside running around 
doing dumb shit like being a kid. 1800s. That graveyard, that, that tombstone is in immaculate condition for being 800 <laughs> years old. Look really how is. clearly we can read all of yeah. these letters. It has no Ooh, weathering sex. on it. <laughs> Wait, this is not a sex scene. I also don't like that hat on her. I really? love, I love hat. it. It what? really frames her face. I think yeah. it's great. Velvet is extremely in this year, so she's, she's like right on trend. Of someone today, though, I'm getting another vibe off of her from like an actor, like that's this, that's this age working now. It's bother. I can't put my finger on it. Cage, caged. Cage behind she bars. almost looks like Greta Gerwig. But with brown hair. Oh, I turned on TV the other day and missed, and not Mistress America. Mistress America is great, but Francis Ha was yeah, on. Yeah, I, I watched like, like oh twenty minutes God. of it. <laughs> like it's just like there's some movies she makes I don't like really at all, but then there's some that she makes I'm just like, there's I wanna, like I want to live in this movie. Yeah. Like who's the guy she makes like her sometimes partner that she makes all the movies? Uh, like I don't like his movies very much. One of the so. Duplass brothers, right? No, no, no. it's no. the guy who did Francis Ha. Uh, yeah, it's, I, no, I thought no, that was one of them. I thought she oh, no, she wrote that. That was like, but she's in a lot of his movies. I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of his movies, but I really Noah Baumbach. Like, yeah. Noah Baumbach. Yeah, that's it. yeah. they I were dating for a while, getting through some of his stuff. Yeah, especially like Greenberg. Like I could not. God, I hated that uh, movie. But I love her work. I love her. And when I saw Francis, you seen Mistress America? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, but when I saw Francis, mm-hmm. I was like, from now on, like I will watch it, even if it's a Noah. Movie. Like, I'll watch her in it. Here we are. Uh, we have made it full circle from the opening in the yeah. store. They are yeah. in the sleigh driven by a horse. Uh, good night, folks. That's all I had to get to when it came to this movie. Well, Mike, we still got another 40 minutes. Oh, so. crap. Unless it's the world's longest credits. Oh, it's his horse. Oh, the guy who fell off it from the beginning. So much is going on. Like, we really didn't need them on the boat. We have not needed most of any of this. Dude, the casual gunplay really... It was a different time. I know, no, no, I know. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just hilarious that it used to be a joke about how guns are everywhere. And now it's frightening how guns are everywhere. Man, they are flying. You think those are stunt doubles or actually them? It looks like real Dana Carvey. I don't know. It's probably probably stunt cage. I was listening uh, to the most recent episode as we're recording this of the Contenders who did Whip It. Yeah, Island's playing the game of spot the stunt double. <laughs> I love that. Oh, what did I just? There's a. Uh, I guess we'll wait, for, wait wait till we talk about it in Clueless. But there's a great stunt fake out kind of thing in that. Oh, is that the the driving test? No, 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 no. It's uh, at the end of the wedding. Okay, yeah. Which Amy Hegerling actually in the wedding? She's in the wedding, and she also like the when they do the bouquet toss, uh, like they weren't like fighting hard enough, so she got in there and started like elbowing oh. and pushing people down and yeah. stuff. Yeah, because yeah. if you've been to real weddings, like it is a. Pit fight. Like I usually leave the room. I'm like, I don't need any <laughs> The last of this, like, five please. weddings I've been to, they have not done that, and I've been very thankful. Really? I every, feel like that's a more traditional thing. And yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of people, every single wedding a I've A lot ever more been people to, are like, this is really weird and stupid. I've only been to one wedding where they did the garter belt, and I was like, Ugh, I never I, Again, I every wedding so I've ever been to. 
really. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you I mean if you're going to family weddings, I feel like your family being very Italian and has mm. some sort of more traditional yeah, I, suppose. I mean yeah. there's there's nothing like a New Jersey Italian wedding. No, I can't even remember <laughs> my sister's wedding. It was so much fun. I mean I talked to my brother the other day, I was like Remember Lauren's wedding? He's like, no. I was like, me neither. And we were like, just, oh, it was so great. I mean, I remember it starting and you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. but it's fuzzy. I just can't handle how loud they are. Oh, dude. Insane. So I went to my niece and nephew's Sweet 16 last year and I lasted like 20 minutes because <laughs> first of all, it was fucking freezing yeah and yeah that is music, also a problem i have at weddings the decibel the music decibel like yeah, it's crazy nine to 20 times louder than i'm used to mm. and i just it was like getting hit in the head with a hammer every two seconds i was like i said to my niece and nephew my brother my everybody my entire family I was like i must leave yeah. <laughs> for the sake of everybody's sanity if you don't want me to go nuts i must go i went to a uh housewarming party like two weeks ago i talked about this on uh, too fast you forever and it was with like casual friends like friends of friends who mm-hmm. i've seen this is the third time i've ever hung out with them party was their surprise wedding and i was like oh why am i here oh, what? and they were i mean at awkward. least the, the bride was that's like a um was like uh, realized how insane it was for me to be there and she even said because like her sister was about to give birth and so she had to facebook live the ceremony oh my goodness ceremony for oh the God. living room and she's like i almost thought about giving the phone to you because you're so far removed from like <laughs> it's so that. random because i yeah. walked into a living room like the size of your living room that's like with, nathan like, for you 30 people in like, there and i was oh like i don't know the only people I knew at the party were them. Because my other friends who I knew, who I was getting there around the same time, were like five minutes away. I was like, get here fast. I'm getting married. <laughs> and they did not make it for the wedding. But I was like, oh, oh no. Right. Oh, God. The horse. Oh, now the horse. I was like, why am this I here? Cool. That was the last one I went to. No bouquet toss. No bouquet. That reminds me of like a Nathan for you skit. Like, I had to find. The ultimate it, wedding like, story? Yeah, because he went. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite. Ep- that might be my favorite episode. He's like a master orchestrator. I heard it's not coming back, but when I hear that, I feel like it went out on the perfect note. Finding Francis, but I'm not so only upset that, about but like this horse. <laughs> I know I'm trying to ignore it because it's bothering me so much. But I'm just, like, it, it was on a stage, is all I can tell myself. Like this is all with a trainer right off screen, and I'm just I, I'm having a, a, what's yeah, a cruelty to animals sort of anxiety thing. No, uh, uh, oh god. I'm coming up with so many other words that <laughs> so, aren't the name of this Oh, movie. now he's fine. He's parked outside. <laughs> he's parked uh, outside the diner. That's so cute. The keep wanting to say the land before time. Black it's Beauty? definitely not that. No. Oh, uh, and then I the never-ending s- story. Yes, when a trails horse. I forget his name. But- Traumatized for uh, life when I watched that. So now, anytime I see a horse in distress, I'm like, oh no. I just got on VHS because it doesn't exist on DVD. And I had to get on eBay. The Neverending Story Part Three, mm-hmm. which I've never seen. I saw one and two in theaters. I remember seeing one vividly because I was very young and I was like seven or eight when that came out. That should and not be shown to children. No, but it new, was new, cool. New, new, I think it helped spark my love of like fantasy, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like before that movie, I really had not. Maybe that's had why a I dose. don't like fantasy. <laughs> I just saw it at the wrong well, time. It's also very sort of like young boy centric mm, too. That's kind true. of I feel unfairly to a degree. Although a trail, I mean, he's kind of got like that androgynous mm-hmm. boy look to him, so it could go either way. I guess that is a uh, apparently the book is quite. 
they took like very few parts of the book to make that first movie. Oh, interesting. But um, it's like a very famous German folktale now. Like even though it's not a very old book, it has become very famous. That that pattern of plaid on his scarf looks like I feel like I've had that pattern before. It feels very classic. Like I got it from L.L. Bean or something. Look at that sweater. Wow. Looks like an afghan. Yeah, I've been admiring it. It is just... Wardrobe game is on point in this movie. Both movies. Last two movies. Yeah. Why don't movies look like this anymore? It's because most of them are digital, I feel. Like, I honestly believe. And just the different processes of... of When you say look like this, what do you... I mean, like, look and feel and, like, why aren't movies like this anymore? I need to be more specific about that. What do you mean? I mean, like, like the the, the film versus digital for sure. But it's also, like... Oh, the type of story it is? It feels like there's more care paid to these. Like, it's not necessarily a better movie, but it feels like... No, yeah, because there used to be more steps to making a movie. There used to have to go jump through more hoops and take more care and time. Whereas now, you could literally just run and gun, like, any movie if you had to. Carol, why don't movies look like this? Like, you could almost feel like movies are rushing through themselves when you watch them sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I actually have a hard time with the, like, how fast the cuts are in a lot of modern movies. Uh, It hurts my brain. That's what I was actually excited about. The whole, like, next year that we're going to do, Mike, for the most part. Oh, the early Tom Hanks stuff. It's going to be all 80s and 90s. It's going to be so good, dude. You have no... I mean, I am so happy... Just on the Hank side, like, I'm happy about Cruise, don't get me wrong, but I've seen a lot more of the Hank stuff in the early years, and it's, like, much more on, like, the comedic side, and it's just, oh, it makes me so happy. Like, Volunteer, like, John Candy. Dude, Adrian Zemed, who probably doesn't ring a bell to you. Nope. But was a, Grease 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in Grease Chips. He was, he was Shatner's partner in Chips. When I was a kid, the guy was, like, like, an idol, uh, I wanted to have a band recently called Bring Me the Head of Adrian Zemed. I think that'd be a great band name. But he's awesome in Bachelor Party. Like, they're just, like, John Candy again in Splash. Like, it, uh, Which Carol will be on. Remember oh, that he was in so that. so good. Daryl Hannah. Yeah, he, they play brothers. So by the <laughs> end of next year, we will still be in 95 for Hanks. Whoa. And we'll That's be like, in 2004 for Cruise. We're barely he's just done, cracking like, Forrest Gump. That came out in like '94, I think. So like that'll be the next. We Christmas. end next year with to- with Toy Story. Howdy, partner! There's a snake in my boot. I can't wait to do. You know, Keanu Reeves and Toy Story. I 4. was just about to I say hope that. He yeah, plays that fork toy thing. Like, I think part of this thing takes place at a carnival, but mm-hmm. also part of Toy Story is like making like anything can be a toy. So like in the trailer, there's like a spork with yarn right. on it. <laughs> So, like, if you just play well, with that... Apparently he has an edgy character, is what I've been right. seeing. Maybe he's the car- maybe he's a carny at the carnival. Maybe. Yeah, that would be an interesting role Because the Key and Peele trailer takes place at, like, a carnival yeah. stand. Maybe he plays the dream again. <laughs> he just takes his character from... Is that the cult leader? Yeah, yeah. from the Bad Batch. I haven't seen that, but oh, I remember I the, the episode that you talked Watching about. Watching that, if you ever watch it, just... just I fucking love that movie, and Joey just thinks it's okay. No, 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 no. I really liked it, and then when you were like, it's my favorite movie of the year, it I was, was like, my favorite Hold movie. the reel is in, because it is <laughs> Yeah, I overlove that movie. But I also saw it before. I saw it at Fantastic Fast. Yeah, yeah, and I saw it at home. And I Almost was like, a year later. And I saw it with, with Anna Lily Amarpour was there for an intro or a Q&A or Which, something. Which, she's got to make something new soon. 
hope she comes out with a new movie soon. Didn't she announce something or no? Yes, yes, she did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because the casting got us excited. But I can't recall what it Didn't is. Didn't you say this movie was going to be shorter? Well, you know it's what? He's also like, why aren't one. there more movies like this? And it's taking forever. It's horrible. And did one end of Castle Rock? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where I heard Oh, yeah, yeah she did. That's perfect. Oh, she did the Sissy Spacek episode. Uh, no, I don't no, think it no, was that f- one. I think it's the fire, the one where he sets the it's house. Episode the, 8. It's the one, like, right oh, before the, or right Oh, after it's the one that. where uh, Jackie Torrance goes to the uh, bed oh, and breakfast. The bed and breakfast. Oh, okay. I like that yeah. episode. I love the bed and breakfast people. Yeah, you like yeah. all the episodes, Mike. No, I no, want no, a show about I mean, that bed and breakfast. That's that. Yeah, like that. That episode took a right turn for. A, for That's right. Yeah. Blood Moon: A girl with unusual powers escapes from a mental asylum and tries to make it on her own in New Orleans, starring Zac Efron and Kate Hudson and Craig Robinson. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Fuck yeah, Anna Lily. <laughs> That's what it is. I love. I mean, Anna hey, Lily Pad at Anna Lily. I like on vampire Twitter. movies, but I like even more when they're like. Because she already did a vampire film. Mm-hmm. She did a girl walks home alone at dark. At night. But John Landis did a female vampire movie that kicks ass, too. What is it called? Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't right now. My mind is in it's a, a weird million different movies. Places. I can't right now. No, my no, mind. No. But I should because... Uh, <laughs> that is the title of my forthcoming memoir. Because I love him, and this is one of like the harder... Not the harder to find, but it's like one of the more expensive... Innocent Blood? Yes. Starring Anne Pario. And Robert Loggia. Yeah, that's the one. And Don Rickles. And who's the main guy in that? There's a pretty... Um, he looks like Andy Garcia almost. He's like... Chaz Palminteri? No, no. Anthony LaPaglia? Yeah. <laughs> that's him. Ooh, Angela Bassett's in it. Yeah, it's good. I'm telling you, it's good. It's like about this female vampire and a... I mean, that you had a female vampire... So the cop is like the Honestly, detective. A female, really. The detective is on the case of the murders that she's perpetrating. Sam then, Raimi and Dario Argento are in this. Yeah, they cameo. Wow, in it. Sam Raimi and Tom Savini. Sam Raimi cameoed also. Sam Raimi and Joel Cohen are in Spies Like Us, which is also a John Landis movie. They cameo. They are security guards at the missile institute. It's spies. like a hidden. Well, it's like a hidden like silo. <laughs> What's the dick for? Uh, did you watch Phenomena? The ta- the um the eighties horror movie. Oh no, not yet. No, no, I gotta get. To I that left it. last time I left. You're like, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I know, and I didn't watch it that night. Wait, but that was the day we saw Suspiria and stuff, and like, there's no way I was packing that in. Yeah, that's a that's a long. Day. But I did. I was like very hype. I was like, Dario, I'm on a Argento some, high. The movie's tomorrow or whatever, whatever you're gonna say. Wait. Yeah, I lost track. <laughs> oh, and I didn't know that Tilda played Mother Marcos. We talked about that. No, we talked about playing the old man. Well, she, no, because it's same, the same thing. The same thing. We we found out that she plays the. Oh, okay, old I forgot too. we talked about that. But yeah, I saw Kara. I saw Tom. I was saying in the last episode. I saw Tom York on Tuesday, and he closed his second encore was the song "Unmade" from Suspiria. Which cool. Was, I still haven't seen it. Have you heard the music? It'll no. be on Amazon probably by Christmas because yeah, that's what it's out of theaters. And <laughs> the runtime on it was just prohibitively long Amazon, for me to see something in a theater. It's an Amazon film, so I figured it'll go right up there. I don't know if by Christmas, but definitely soon. Yeah, soon. Soon, soon, you're a balloon. You know who that's from? No, but it sounds familiar. It's from Operation Hell on Earth. Okay, you know what that's from? don't know that. 
it's the Mr. Show sketch where they're trying to realign the United States to make everybody happy. <laughs> I don't remember that. And then they're trying to like. Right then now. they have the end of the, they have, they have like their end of the world like the apocalypse like they're going to like cause destruction. Then it just becomes we're going to send a van out to the middle of the desert where there's nobody around to play Billy Ocean <laughs> songs. I'm, uh, like moderate volume to make sure that, that no one is offended. I don't remember that, but I'm remembering we're going to blow up the moon, the telethon to blow up the moon or not to blow up the moon. Oh, yeah. So many of those sketches, that, like including that one, became like things that actual politicians talked about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Blowing up the moon. Uh, Dana Carvey's hat. It's yep. great. <laughs> I feel like David Carvey could go through this entire movie. I feel like he probably does, but like without saying, without saying a word. Yeah. yeah. And then when he does talk, he sounds like Mickey Bork. Yeah. And he gets told to shut up. I love the diversity of hats just in this one shot. You got Cage with the furry fur yeah. trapper hat. You got John Lovitz in some sort of Yeah, this is... Oh, this is, these are the hats for the uh, oh. the cover hats. Oh, wait, right. Wait, wait. We've reached DVD cover singularity. They seem to have uh, shrank Dana Carvey's hat, right hat right now. Hat, He's playing with... Look at him at this so hat, hat game. fit in hat small game town. This hat trouble. game is strong. Interesting. Hat game on point. Or as the kids say, on fleek. Oh, is that what that means? Are they still saying that? They, uh, probably not. If I know about <laughs> it, probably not. It's, it's very shway. They're saying that yet? Is that what? I don't know. That's what the Flash's daughter from the future calls everything, so. Interesting. I only made it two episodes into this season, and then we were like, hmm. It's best days are behind it. Wow. Except for this crossover thing with I remember, Batwoman. I remember a time where we had to re- pause recording yes, until 9.05 right. so that you could watch The Flash live. There was a time. <laughs> that's right. The last two years. And now you can't even fact. watch it. Well, it's not that I can't watch it, but it's just like I feel like it's run its course, mm. pun intended. Well, that's also, <laughs> I mean, you know, a friend of the show, Melissa Lynham, was all about those shows and then like gave up, bailed on Arrow because I was Arrow a, got bad. I was big on Arrow until The Flash came around then I bailed on Arrow and started watching Flash and now I'm just waiting for this last crossover and I think I'm going to say goodbye for Like that. I want to watch those but also the promise of being, the idea of being like 12 seasons behind of 20 hours per season it's like, it's yeah. like collectively between Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow it's just like oh this doesn't well, seem That was like yeah doable. like it was just like one of those clockwork shows that I would catch on TV, and we'd watch it together and stuff too. So like, it's just something. My dad catch. loves all of them. I think he still watches all of them because he just <laughs> he just loves all things DC. I feel like maybe, I, and again, I haven't really heard anything that actually happens in this movie, so I don't know what the script is like. But I feel this like movie, yeah, that we're watching. I feel like <laughs> just to clarify, they had the hats first and then <laughs> retrofitted uh, a script around the hats. Yeah. I think they found yeah. a box of hats like, this could be a movie. Yeah. I think the director was like, enough with the goddamn hats, I'm out of here. And everyone else was like, what's this fucking problem, man? These hats rule, like, more hats, if anything. These hats are the best thing in the movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> that guy kind of has a Fred Armisen vibe to him. You think? Yeah, I think so. And this guy's been in stuff. I mean, they've all been in stuff, but he reminds me of somebody that I'm not going to be able to track down. Did you figure out who Maginamic reminds you of? No. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, and I, re- I realized it was intentional. And we mentioned the movie earlier, but the waitress from Baby Driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was sort of intentional. He was looking for someone that looked like a Twin Peaks girl. Lily but... James? No. I don't recall. Lily James. Name. Yeah. 
Because so Lily Collins is the other one. That's who I'm thinking of. But. License plate says, duh, 171. <laughs> oh, vanity plates. There's another thing from The Good Place. If you have a vanity plate, you're automatically going to the bad place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first question on the list. Like, did My you favorite have a thing is like plate? trying to decipher them when I see them because some of them are just so yeah. weird and I'm like, I don't even know what that oh, says. I saw, I saw one, okay, here, I saw I saw one on the way up here. Cause I, I think I got half of them. But I, so it's G-R-N-O-E-N. So it was almost like green one, mm-hmm. but wasn't. Well, uh, sometimes I have to, you know, like abbreviate. So I would say green one. But O-E-N, not O-N-E? Oh. O-E-N. Grinoin? Yeah, I don't know. Could be the last name. Grinoin. Okay, so here here I feel, this is a classic. I saw this one a couple weeks ago. Right, around, right at the farmer's market. I think wow. I sent this to you. Yes, you did. How committed they were. He's there. This guy must shop at the liquor store a lot because I was at the well, Mike, big farmer market around the corner. Let's think about it for a second. If you have a family plate that says Kid Rock, do you think you drink a lot? <laughs> he probably works at the he liquor store. He probably works at the liquor store. You're right. You're right. This is the weirdest liquor store, too. Like, a few years ago, they turned the back into, like, a half bar. So you could, like, oh, go yeah, those are buy weird. your beer and go sit in the back and drink there it. There were a couple of those in, like, Hawthorne and Fairlawn. Okay. It's kind of weird. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since there's a bar right around the corner, too. Well, like, and because right. the only people that drink at those bars are weird Sad people. Yeah, local bums and stuff. That's why I've never been to the bar in my town once, because it is kind of scary looking. <laughs> it seems like a complete and total dive in, the, in one of the worst ways. The lighting in this movie I find really fascinating. It's, everything is so much brighter than... So I imagine it would be. There is a, um, there's sort of like a, I don't want to call it a rule, but like some comedic directors follow a certain God, lighting rule where you want it to be brighter. Oh yeah, this is the, I remember this where everyone in the movie is in this room now. Like Barry Sonnenfeld used to have a rule about shooting his comedies. Super wide lenses, mm. talk as fast as you can. And make it as bright as possible. And he says those are his three rules to comedy. <laughs> I mean, all three things so, are very funny. If you watch Men in Black, though, like that they makes, fucking talk yeah. like micro machine men in that movie. It and it is hilarious. Like Tommy Lee Jones talking really fast to Will Smith. Like, got well, me I laughing. guess also like the lighting in this is part of why it looks the way it does, which is what you were saying before. Yep. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so many uh, cinematographers now are like, "I'm the king of darkness." You know what's crazy, and we'll talk about it. Clueless is Bill Pope shot Clueless. He shot the fucking Matrix. Uh huh. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Like uh, I was going to be like, you guys, <laughs> did you happen to notice who shot this? No, because I never do, because I'm a, a bad movie watcher. I only know his name, too, because Edgar Wright sort of took him, and he's shot every Edgar Wright film since Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. so Hot Fuzz. Shaun and of the Dead, now the on world. Netflix. It's cool. I follow a new site. This is where we're at in this movie. I feel like I can tell you about the Netflix I got on. What's on Netflix and what's not? It's I don't remember what's called, but it tells you what what comes and what goes. But it's like an oh, RSS. Yeah. It's an RSS feed, so I'm able to just see. He's in the oh, what movie is it? He's in the RSS feeds. Man of Steel. When Zod comes to Earth, he like takes a <laughs> like the girl at the Daily Planet is like he's in all the RSS feeds. He's taken over. Oh boy! And it like so what? Like oh boy. <laughs> He's also on every fucking television across the planet in every language. <laughs> oh, you know who the cinematographer on this is? Jack and Green, who shot Serenity. Wow. Oh, I never watched, never watched That's Serenity. That's a real good movie. Is it? 
Well, I would think it's, it's pretty good. I mean, if you wait, the the Joss if, Whedon, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you, you love, love Firefly, Firefly, I've never seen it. It's a oh, great so ending good. of Firefly. Yeah. I actually tried to watch. Well, Mike, the first you did not episode. watch Fire, Firefly's now on Facebook. I watched the. Oh, really? I watched Facebook? the first episode. I thought it was cool. Then every episode after that, I've, I made it through two more, and they annoyed the shit out of me. So I was like, I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, to I can see how that would happen. Facebook just bought the rights to stream Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. Oh. I've, I never saw Buffy either. I watched the movie and I loved oh it. But I saw maybe yeah, I, I saw three or four episodes. I liked what I saw. It's excellent. It's it's so good. Oh my god! He also shot Speed Two. Uh oh! Cruise Control, your favorite movie. Yeah. Cast. Wait, no, you like that more than Jordan. <gasps> oh my god! He also shot the net. Oh no! <laughs> Dennis Miller, <laughs> get away, Sandra Bullock in your bad computer. Oh wow! He is your cinematographer. That's what that means. That isn't a. That is not an especially good-looking movie, though. The net, like the net, that, no. From what I recall, the guy who shot this shot very the net. drab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very drab. Like there's one scene where she's on a beach, like on her computer, and it is like overcast, and like you would not want to be on that beach. And then the rest of the movie takes place at night, so it's not very well lit. But I wonder. Oh, he was camera operator on both Pretty and Pink and Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Ooh. Sorry, that's a little more significant to me than Pretty in Pink. But <laughs> I'm gonna look because I'm just thinking now of uh, basically the opposite of an overcast beach is, uh, in my opinion, the like setting sun sky battle in Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> oh God! And I was like, "Who shot John Toll?" Don't say, "Oh God!" That's one of my favorite. No, movies. well, the setting sun sky battle in Jupiter Ascending takes place on Jupiter. Right? That's what place in Chicago. Oh, that setting sun sky. I thought you meant at the end of the movie. I was like, they're in the planet. They're at the core of the gas giant Jupiter, my friend. <laughs> Which I, I kind of, I think that kicks ass, the idea that there's a secret human sort of essence manufacturing plant in the heart of Jupiter, a gas giant. Like, that is just so batshit crazy. I can't help but love oh, it. Oh, but this guy has shot, this guy named John Toll shot all of Sense8, which all looks beautiful. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Didn't see. Iron Man 3. Okay. Cloud That's Atlas. Right. The Odd Life of Timothy Green, which is a surprisingly good movie. Is that with the, the plant boy? Garner. Yeah. Oh, and he's like a plant boy. I haven't seen it, but it it's looks cute. Good. He is Groot. Okay. Adjustment Bureau. Oh, uh, okay. It's complicated. Tropic Thunder. Wait, oh, wait. Adjustment Bureau, not Humanity Bureau. Adju- yeah, the good one. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the better, <laughs> the better one. looking one. <laughs> gone Baby Gone. Elizabeth Town, The Last Samurai, Vanilla Sky, mm. Captain Corelli's Mandolin, this guy, no, no, not this guy. Sorry, I forgot what we were doing for a second. Almost Famous, Thin okay. Red Line, Braveheart. I'm so afraid to watch Almost Famous again, because I know mm. that as an adult woman, I'm going to be like, oh, God. But did just you, keep telling you yourself, it was the, the 70s. It was the 70s. On the PS, I still love Hoffman Ballot. Did you vote for what movie they're going to watch for the year revisited? Shula. No. You should read the today's newsletter. I oh, requested yeah. two on my episode of Vacation, uh, Christmas Vacation, and Brian's like, yeah, those are probably the last two we're ever going to get around to. I was like, well, uh, you know my vote. <laughs> you requested two. Which ones do you request? Schuler, which was the one with the... The weird German the one? German, the weird German. So the one they couldn't find? No, well, they found a copy, but it was someone reading... 
the subtitles oh, like, yeah, in okay. another language over it or something. And then the other one was Money for Nothing, which he's barely in, which is John jail. Cusack you and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, I he's in jail. Got... Yes, he's handcuffed. He's in jail. Mike, Bingo. Bingo. Mike, give us timestamp. Timestamp is 137. Wow. That's like... <laughs> Arduous the bingo. longest movie I've ever seen. That's not true. But. Well, it's up there though. It's and considering I refuse to watch long. movies that are longer than two hours, it's it is quite up there. It's really pushing the upper limit of my tolerance. Love that jacket. Take it to the limit. So wait, the three wise men. Oh, we should do one of these with Clueless, where I just point out all the good outfits. <laughs> You just wouldn't stop pointing. Basically. We could put it on while we record, and then you could just, like, stop and go, wait a minute, outfit alert. No, I feel like... It would be every two seconds. Well, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out, but I was reading on IMDb that the... There's a little bit of advanced trivia that the costume budget for that was surprisingly low. I have... Don't worry. We'll get to it. Except for the yellow plaid one was expensive, apparently. Yeah. Jean-Paul Gaultier. Very nice the most expensive outfit in the movie. Mm-hmm. However, in that scene, and I'll say this again, but in that <laughs> scene where she's wearing the the yellow schoolgirl outfit and Dion's wearing the black, white, and red one, Mona May designed the black and white one from scratch. I don't know who Mona May is. Oh, you'll find out. Cool. I just know that, and I'll bring this up, that there, I noticed the movie takes place in the 90s and mm-hmm. that grunge plaid look was very in in the 90s fashion mm-hmm. and there is a shitload of plaid I have and clueless so we will get back to numbers it. on that too <laughs> I think this is going to be a episode coming again Monday to Cinemakers where Kara just talks not really at us but at us and That's we're like okay. oh what? it'll, 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 oh, it'll we'll be, be switching switching positions then she's running the show I'm just kidding I just do, wow. you talk a lot I don't what wow no, I got mind. it like yeah I rescind that I'm not, I'm not a fan that. Take it back. Nothing to take back. <laughs> no, but I, I am very excited because I realize that every scene in that movie is perfect. It is truly a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, Except listen, for the one used to the... the uh, and yeah. I'll, I'll get into my little issue with the Boston's, but I'll save it. Okay. I will save it. <laughs> is it a real big fish? No, it's no, Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Boston's. And... Oh, my God. I've Never read mind. a we'll whole book oh, about no, no, this because, movie, no, because and I think go? there's an entire chapter just, just about on the Bostons. the Bostons and how yeah. they got there, because I would love to read that chapter. Well, it, so there's actually, I think, I have to look it up. Because the, to, to, the, uh, to, to, my fr- to my family, to my family, to my friends and myself at that time, when that happened, that moment, we were like, oh, so this is exactly when and how it means to sell out. You fucking <laughs> sell out pieces of shit. I mean, I've since grown so up and gotten out of that, but... At them. No, I was mad at them for yeah. selling out like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't give a shit when Green Day sold out as hard as they did, but I was like, when Boston sold out, I was oh, like, okay. you bastards. The book began as a piece for Vulture that was an oral history of the oh, Clueless cool. party scene, and I couldn't remember if it was the Christmas party or that party. Okay. But she does have a chapter in the book about the other, the Boston I mean, party. Dickie has eventually gone on to lead the band on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. He's the oh. Jimmy Kimmel announcer. Da, 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 oh, da, da, that. da, da, that's Dickie Barrett. I don't watch. I don't that think show. I've ever seen an episode of Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I mean, really. I've seen like clips. Yeah. of it of like I know, his and stuff. I don't Matt Damon every night. I mean, I don't watch him regularly, but like, I'm just not I like, like a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Conan guy anyway. I when it used comes to be, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Oh, I used to watch Conan religiously. Every morning, I would or every night I would record like Conan and like the Pete Holmes show when that was on. 
and oh, at midnight, and I would watch all of them in the morning. I was like, why am I wasting two hours every morning? Like while I'm, you know, either working or doing whatever. Like I could be watching literally anything else. Yeah, those shows are designed for the end of the night when you're falling asleep, like yeah. in bed, about to wind. All down. I wanted to see was like pretty celebrities in dresses. But I mean, that's the thing. Like I even remember watching Letterman before he got late night. Like he was after Carson, and I mean, like I don't know. I'm too old. That's all. But like. <laughs> You know, Conan in high school, like, I would stay up to 1 and one thirty just to watch Conan yeah. because he would come out at 12.30. And that's why my grades suffered as a junior. <laughs> it's a Christmas That meal. guy looks like Thomas Jane a little bit. The guy to the left looking, like, kind of disheveled. Anyway. The guy behind matching? So many good jackets. Which guy, Mike? The guy yeah. behind matching? Yeah, in the reverse show. He looks like Michael Keaton. Again. Mm. Oh, a little bit, a little bit of a. You know what he looks like? Michael Loaded Ke- Beetlejuice. He looks like Michael Keaton from the, that, the Keanu. What was the uh, Much Ado About Nothing? Remember where, where Michael Keaton was like the uh, groundskeeper and no. he was like all insane and everything. You don't remember that? No. Mm, oh my god! From Much Ado About Nothing. With... I remember them uh, riding up the hill on horseback. Great. Oh, that whole, hey, Nani Nani, you don't remember Kenneth Branagh joyfully just like prancing in a – he's like in a pond because he's so in love and he's just that. like in a pond. I don't remember Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton was like the groundskeeper. I remember and they caught the guy and they're like, oh, he like, talks like this. And he's like, oh, pardon the ice, sir. And he's like all graggly and everything. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, he's like vanishes in that role. What if that actually doesn't happen in that movie? No, it happened. <laughs> Believe me. Believe you me. Look it up now. It I mean, I believe you, but I no, because even even Tobin was like, "Oh my god!" Like Michael Keaton's unrecognizable in the, he was well, yeah, on because because that that, that's one of Tobin's like five favorite movies. Well, I know. Well, that's why I thought you'd remember more about it is just because of how like no, because that episode was you guys gushing about. It. I was like, I like this movie, but I'm more interested to listen to you two talk about it than like <laughs> be a part of it. Hey, nani nani. Yeah, we found out very early on in Keanu Club that like two of Tobin's like five or ten favorite movies are both Keanu movies. Where he's, what's the other one? Uh, what is the other one? Is it Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Because no, it's an no, it's something choice. more like something. It's, something, like it's basically much to do about nothing. Or something. Mm. What was the other one? Oh yeah, it was it's knock knock. <laughs> Just kidding, it's not knock knock. Pizza. It was free fucking pizza. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm sure I won't miss anything. <laughs> But you're gonna miss so much. That's the bathroom, right? Yeah. Dangerous liaisons. Oh, oh right, right, mute, right. Can you mute the mic? Dangerous liaisons. That's correct. I forget. Yeah. Le fableau. Whatever. These headsets do not work with my haircut. <laughs> Should have gone with a mullet. Kara saying how these new headsets don't work with her new haircut. And I said should have gone with a mullet, but that was on mic. So you heard that twice now. Look at that outfit. Yeah, tiger. It's like a red tiger. Well, I was lusting after that jacket before. It's fantastic. Kara saying how much she loves this jacket. <laughs> She's not on mic yet at the moment. So here we are. Oh, uh, so one light's out here, and then the other light is up there. What a journey through the the bathrooms of Mike Manzi's house. Audio diary. <laughs> She like match it there. I like her there. That I don't know turtleneck. why. You know, I, I I don't know why she's not. That opening shot of her, I could understand her outfit wasn't 
designed to be flattering per se. You know, she's like very trying, much in business mode. I feel like what they're what they tried to do with her in this movie, and that's not a bad thing, is that they they should have maybe cast an older woman. Yes, they tried to make her more conservative and older than I think she can than like she's, she's used to playing. She's probably like twenty eight here, and they probably should have cast someone like thirty five, maybe. You know what I mean? Like something. Yeah, someone more closer to Cage's age. Well, I mean, he's thirty, and she's probably twenty eight, right? So. Maybe she's not even that old. I don't know. I have to. I don't know. I do feel like I love her, but it, it is a bit of a maybe a miscast. Like uh, I don't know. It just seems like something like Bridget Fonda would do. Great eyebrows, though. Kara, great eyebrows on Madge, and we didn't talk about that. But great eyebrows. <laughs> they in what episode? Kara saying that they talked about her eyebrows on Whistle Thinking because Jordan loves Twin Peaks. So maybe yeah. Mm. Jordan said that she has eyebrows that shoot fire, I think was what no, it ad- was. Admire. Oh, admired. <laughs> a little bit of telephone going on. Oh. Jealous of both of them now. <laughs> For kissing each other. Oh, Dana Carvey, the klepto. Oh, and he's putting the hat on because that's where it belongs. What a comedy. Well, go out on a laugh. They're still kissing. Paradise Theater. Take me down to the Paradise City. No, the... no theater playing this would be called Paradise Theater. <laughs> I don't think this is a bad movie. I think it's too long. Definitely too long. No, it has the holiday spirit. It definitely is a Christmas movie. Like, through and through. True and true. Like, not, you know, in the sense that, like, it's about the Christmas spirit and all that kind of thing. It's not just, like, Die Hard that uses the setting. Although, I guess you could, I guess, Come to paradise, have a few laughs. 100 grand bars? (laughs) Payday. No, paydays. Because, you know, you're getting paid. Hey. Hey, yo, hey, this is my impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression. Hey, yo. <laughs> there they go. Cage stay in paradise where he's truly in paradise with the beautiful magic. He's trapped hammock. forever now. Bill Furpo. The Furpo Bros. Furp Bros. And where's my girl? What was her name in this movie? Oh, Sarah Collins. Oh, so close to Sarah Connor. We'll come back. It looks really good. I've only seen the one picture, but I'm excited. Wait, what movie? New Terminator, because Linda Hamilton's back. And Wait, did I know this was a thing? Put your heads in on. Yeah, the girl is the girl from... Oh, she's in so much stuff, and I just... Catch Fire? Mackenzie Davis? Yeah. Yeah, she's the new Terminator. She looks so jacked. It looks good, man. And that's... uh, I think I'll do my T3 episode around that time. When is that coming out? Why did I not even know that it existed? I don't know, man, because the dude who did Deadpool is directing it. it? No, Danny's... No, no, they're doing OG timeline. So this takes place after T2. Yeah, but, like, I like Genesis. I like... I like Genesis 2. I like T3 a little bit. I mean, like, there's nothing... It's not a broken... It's not a broken franchise. Like there is a way to course correct it. What's it called? Uh, there's it's untitled right now. Okay. Untitled Terminator reboot. All right, Mike. You want to fast forward through these? Oh right, right. Rack credits here. Arnold, so. Mackenzie Davis, Linda Hamilton, Stephen Cree. 
who else do I know in this movie? Anybody even know? Greens person who was credited in this movie. Greens or Greens? Greens, like as the Greenskeeper. Dr. Greens. That's right. And there's no one in the Clueless credits. Oh. And I was curious because there are a lot of flower Huh. Uh, oh, there's a great moment me. where she walks into her dad's office and takes a lemon from the lemon tree. I know. <laughs> I wanted to do that my entire life. I never caught that until the recent yeah. viewing. Directed by right. Tim Miller did the first Deadpool. Yes, yeah. All right, no more credits, Oh, no screenplay by David S. Goyer, your buddy. That's my homeboy. Just kidding. All right, we'll see, we'll see you next year. 